Well, hello everyone. Welcome to In the Dark. And for my return listeners, welcome back to In the Dark. It is wonderful having you guys back. Love my beautiful, fantastic, wonderful listeners. Just got back in from being outside. I was out there doing my grounding, which for those who don't know, I it's you connect your body to the earth and it's supposed to be very healing getting that magnetic pull so I try to do that once a day for about a half an hour and hope that it does something Um, I can say that it seems like weirdly enough it seems like it's helping my reactions to my allergies could be my mind but who knows it might be doing something it is a beautiful night we have um, it's almost twilight and we're supposed to have a storm coming in and it's my favorite time of the day, it, especially with this weather. I love the clouds and I love the wind. If it's not too windy, I don't like damaging or dangerous winds, but I love it when it's windy and cloudy. I'm not a very big sun lover. I, I just, I don't like how hot and bright it is. And I kind of find that funny because, you know, of what I do with this whole spooky, you know, type of stories and things like that. It, it just, it's kind of comical, but I'm just not a big sun worshiper. Tonight, I have an amazing guest. His name is Nick Valente, and he is the director of Region 3 of the North American Dogman Project. Nick also started and co-runs the International Dogman Project with one other person. He runs it. Um, we cover so many topics. We go from dogmen, Bigfoot, aliens, reptilians, mothman, Jersey devil, missing persons phenomena, even throw in some politics in there. And there's more thunderbirds. We talk about so many things. So I hope you really enjoy it. I'm going to get right to it tonight for you. I hope you guys enjoy the show. And let's go. Nick. Hey, Tracy. I'm here. Hi. Hi, your voice is pretty muffled. Let me hear you a little bit. Talk to me. I'm muffled. You just cleared up. You're good to go. So are you, where are you guys out of? Pennsylvania? Yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where are you located? New Jersey. I was excited to do the show because I had brought a team up to just above the Poconos about two months ago where we had four uh, dogmen, either sightings or encounters, and... Um, you know, we, I spoke to the people and I decided, well, we better bring a team up there and check this out, especially since it's so close to home. It was great. So the Poconos, I've, you know, I've wondered about the Poconos so many times because of how wooded it is there. Well, you know, we didn't go to the vacation areas. We went just when you go over the line from the Poconos to the upper area. And that's where we went. And uh, I brought a team of seven. We brought two we towed on trailers two uh six wheeler uh gators because at the time there okay. was snow on the ground still up there i mean good old pencil ducky they always have snow and you know yeah. and it was sloppy and nasty but yeah well, i i had um two couples contact me and two individuals contact me and i mean they were within five days of each other and I spoke to them on the telephone, and I also spoke to them. Uh, one of them sent me uh, on Facebook Messenger 
a detailed mm-hmm. account of what happened and who they are and what they do and and uh, what the whole deal was about. And uh, this was a dogman sighting, definitely in Pennsylvania. Now I have That's- to tell you, going back about five months ago, Jody Cook, who's the founder of the North American Dogman Project, he and I were on the telephone and he mentioned to me, he goes, I was, well, after I said to him, I said, you know, I'm getting about 15 calls a week now. You know, that's either somebody sending Mm -hmm. a message or, you know, plain and simple calling me up. I don't know how they got my number. I guess they looked me up here. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty easy to find. And uh, I told him, I says, 15 or more a week of sightings in the Northeast section of the United States. And and that's my region. My region is region three for the Dogman Project. And, uh, you know, people will call. Now you're you're the leader of explain exactly what your role is. I just wanted you to kind of tell everybody what you know what your title is and, and you know what the organization is. And all right, well the organization is the North American Dogman Project, okay. and I am the director of Region Three. We have five regions in the United States, and Region Three covers the northeastern section of the United States. However, I do have members from all over the United States and all over the world. I have something like 5,500 members in my uh, NADP Region 3 group alone. Mm -hmm. Also started the International Dogman Project, and that's based out of Finland. I have a a member over there. uh, She and I run the International Dogman Project. So if anybody looks that up. Um, International Dogman Project, uh, Nordic countries. Uh, she just wanted to let them know where she was based at. So that's why we, we put that addition in there. Um, right. I also help run a lot of different state chapters like uh, West Virginia, Missouri, Wisconsin, Maine, uh, New mm-hmm. Hampshire, just to name a few. I help, I help them run that. They're state chapters. See, I'm the regional uh, area. And uh, where we run overall, you know, everybody else over there, and they they report into me. Yeah. Okay. And in any week's time, I I get uh, either emails, messages through Messenger on Facebook, uh, telephone calls. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how they got that number, but they got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sometimes it can go as many as forty five in a week, and I'll, I'll tell you, Tracy, it's a uh, it's it's a lot of stuff to go through. Um, Do you my, just focus on dogmen? Is is that it, or is it other cryptids as well? Well, the NADP focuses on dogman only. Uh, the Rougarou, uh, his cousins, the uh, the Skinwalkers, the Rake. Mm-hmm. I consider them cousins because they they look similar to him. Uh, oh. I personally do, and I have been doing for the, over twenty three years now. Uh, any and all cryptids. Uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been north, south, east, and west in the United States. Uh, boots on the ground. I mean, I physically go there. I either drive or fly. Um, I've been over the border into Mexico looking for chubacabra. I've been up in Washington State looking for Sasquatch. Over the border into Canada, mm-hmm. northeast Canada, that is, looking for Gugway. Um that's the uh, the face eater uh, Bigfoot, and uh, uh, I've been all over the East Coast. Of course, since I'm in New Jersey, 
I've been down to the Pine Barrens. That's been a uh, a place where I've brought my teams down there. Geez, I, I, I must have been going there over six years uh, trying to look for the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a successful one. My motto, I should tell you, is to prove or to disprove the mm-hmm. existence of these cryptids. And I've proven to my satisfaction the uh, three cryptids in particular that I've actually saw bodies, either alive or dead. Uh, right. They were, you know, some sort of a uh, naturally occurring zoological animal that have, has been discovered already. So, I mean, uh, and I don't do this for profit. I, I have my own job that I make plenty of money on. And uh, this is like not so much as a hobby, but uh, a heavy interest. Right. Um, I took right. I took two six-month diploma courses, and I posted them on my website that, that I am on in, uh, in Facebook, that is, just to prove. And, and they have numbers on there. People can look them up to see that I did take the courses. Uh, because I, I want to know what I'm looking at, you know, right. I know about it. I'm, I, I have a bachelor's of science degree in zoology. I'm working on a master's right now, which is super hard. That's I, great. It is. It's, it's really interesting. I'll tell you, because I always say you have to know what the known animals are before you can claim that you saw a cryptid. You know, I mean, somebody could see a, uh, an overly large black bear, which we have in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. A lot of, yeah, they, we do. You know, they usually go six foot, six two, but in anything in human nature and in life, you're going to have a larger specimen than others. Mm-hmm. And black bear, even though they may only go up to like six two, uh, once in a while you're going to get a seven footer out there. And oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had. I had a bear walk in front of me one time. I was in my neighborhood just walking around to get go to my car, and one came out in front of me, Nick. And I am not kidding you. This thing was massive. It was a black bear, and there was not one sound. Mm-mm. Nothing. It walked up a street. You couldn't even hear the nails hitting the pavement. No, they, they absolutely know how to walk because you got to remember, they're predators. Mm-hmm. The only predator a black bear has is a brown bear or a grizzly. They yeah. want a black bear. And, I uh, didn't know that. I when didn't know. Well, when they're in their own state, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you know, we don't have a lot of brown bears around here. Uh, you know, they're king of the jungle. They're the predators. But you have yeah. to remember a black bear will tote up to 650 pounds, some of them big boys. and. Wow they can take a swipe at your car and take all of the metal right off your door. They're about 10 times stronger than a human male. <laughs> and fast. Have you ever seen one run? Yes. Yes. Oh. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I've seen the black bear run, but I, one in particular I want to mention for any of your listeners, um, I, always, I always believe that they really should go to zoos and, and watch these animals, see how big they are. Mm-hmm. In nature, if you can read about it, I was in Washington as a backup to a friend of mine who was a bear hunter from up there. He had a license. I was his backup to make sure that nothing snook up on him. And it was a good thing because on the day that we were out there, he was looking down the valley at a nice big black. uh, It was 
God, how do I describe it? It's it's a black and brown brown bear. And this thing was huge. He's looking through a scope down the valley. And I see off to his left a very large brown bear that sniffed him out. Now, if you put him in the 12 o'clock position, I was in his 4 o'clock position. And I was looking all around, watching out for him. And Mm -hmm. this brown bear, not the one he was looking at now, but the one that was on his 9 o'clock started charging him and this thing i'm telling you tracy it went from zero to 50 in about three seconds i totally believe it (laughs) i've seen it i've seen it before anything i tell you by the way can be looked up on google or anything on on the internet or in an encyclopedia by your audience okay Uh, brown bears black bears i mean uh, grizzly they have they have a large muscle mass but Remember, their bones are super thick, and they can travel really fast. This bear looked at him and for some reason was charging him. And mm-hmm. it was about 250 yards away, and I could see it coming. And it was moving fast. And wow. he didn't even know it was coming at him. I had to take yeah. the shot, and I hit it with the first shot right through the left eye, mm-hmm. and it dropped. And he got the credit. I didn't want any credit for it. I didn't even want to kill it, to tell you the truth. I'm not a hunter. Yeah. I don't hunt animals. Yep. Um, so he had to take the credit. Otherwise, I would have gotten in trouble. But I he, understand. Yeah. He, had the, he had the license. Let's put it that way. Right, right. Um, well, you're defending yourself. I can't imagine that, you know, uh, you're going to get in trouble for defending yourself. For I God's didn't sake. want to go through the problem. So right, right. Day, he brought in his uh, four-wheeler. And he hooked it up, you know, and we tr- we yeah. tried it out after that. But um, this this thing was absolutely huge. The muscle mass on this thing was enormous. The paws. I, I wish we were doing video mm-hmm. because if I had a if I told you that from the left to the right the paw was approximately twenty inches. Yeah. I mean that is a big paw. Now, if you look at a black bear, their paws are maybe, what, six inches across? Yeah, yeah. But this thing was huge. So we're talking about a dog man or any other type of a cryptid, say a Sasquatch. We're talking about a dog man that's seven and a half feet tall. Uh, We're talking about a Sasquatch that generally are eight, nine, 10, 11. Uh, two in particular that I can quote, uh, one in Alaska where a, uh, a certain Bigfoot researcher, big time name guy, I mm-hmm. won't name just in case he might get offended. I don't want to tell okay. his story because he has his story to tell. But uh, when I was speaking with him, I told him about a incident I had in upstate New York going right over the border from Jersey to, to New, upstate New York. And I was called there by a lady who thought she had a dogman problem, and it turned out to be a Sasquatch. She took pictures from her backyard window, and she had the eye shine, and I matched up the tree that she took the pictures of where the eye shine was at, and we measured it. I went there with two other fellows. Now, I never go, the, the full story is, is a little bit deeper than I'm telling you right now, but I went there with two two fellows that I go out with because we didn't have a full team to go. I only like seven man teams because we can mm-hmm. cover everything. 
on this night, I wish I had a seven-man team because this was crazy. We measured on the tree the exact one she took the picture of with the eye shine. It was that night, and it was 15 feet tall up to the eye shine. Holy. Tracy, there was, no, there was no branches on this tree. Oh. There was no branches on this tree. So nobody's going to tell me that it was an owl or a, uh, a right. or a raccoon. No, right. there was nothing there. Her problem was Sasquatch because after I got the whole story from her, I found out, you know, I mean, two and two together. She was gifting food. Oh, no. In the backyard, she had a, a stump of a tree left. It was uh, approximately 28 inches around. They left three feet of it off the ground. They didn't, they didn't de-stump the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what she used to do was put two or three apples because she had an apple tree and she collected them and she put the apples out every day, every day. And every day they would be gone. And she was thrilled with that until one time she found that she had to leave for four days and go take care of her mother and father. Right. She wasn't home for four days. They freaked out. What That's the problem. Was, That's well, the problem. Well, let me yep. tell you what they did. On the side of her house, right up against the house, her father, when he was uh, better, he was feeling better and he was younger, he sunk 42 inches into the ground because they have a 42-inch frost line in upstate New York. He sunk into the ground four by fours, and he created a pen for her garbage cans because she was having raccoon problems. Mm -hmm. What he did was he put extra thick fencing on the outside of these four by fours and on the inside. Then he covered the top and he reinforced the top. So the raccoons could not get in. No more raccoon yep. problem. You know, yeah. get into her garbage cans. All right. But the Sasquatches probably smelled something in her garbage can or Bigfoot, if you want to call them that, Canada, it's Sasquatch, here it's Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. They tore that garbage area. I'm Tracy, the 42-inch sunk deep four-by-fours? Yeah, that's they, insane. They, well, They were sticking out of the ground four feet. They were all torn out of the ground. The fencing was all over the place. Their strength is amazing. It's, it's just, well, you know, I, you have to wonder how they even let people alone. You know, like with the with the way they can, I mean, just the strength they they possess and everything. Like, why do they allow people to, in a sense, you know, just live? And why don't they bother people more? The answer you know? is that there's different types. Just like in human nature, you have different types of humans. You have mm -hmm. the Sasquatch. Gugway is called, is the face eater. The Genosquatch is the one that rolls itself in in sticky uh, pine sap and then rolls itself in rock. You know, so that it'll have an outer shell when it attacks its enemies. Uh, your regular Sasquatch, I think for the most part, they avoid humans. And there have been stories where they actually have helped humans. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, like lost little children. I mean, yeah. last year there was a little boy that was found after a couple of days. And I, I think they actually brought him back. He was like three and a half years old. And he said, the bears, he lived with the bears. Right. Yeah. I've told stories about, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, the problem with the, the Sasquatch and the, even the dogman and whatever cryptids there, but basically the, I would say more the Bigfoot than anything is that you just don't know, you know, they're so powerful and they're, they've got, 
I mean, do you believe they have special abilities? Do you, have you seen anything along those lines with the special ability or any kind of connection? Like, what do you believe they are? You know, when I first started doing this and, um, well, I had a encounter, I want to call it, on September 13th of 2013, mm-hmm. at night. And at the time, I didn't know what a dog man was. I did not know what it was. And I saw it and I'm thinking, this is a werewolf, but my mm-hmm. God. Uh, when I went back the next day with a team and uh, we checked the area, we measured it against the stop sign where it was standing. And mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge, where the head was, and this was seven feet, seven inches. We measured it with a tape measure, just like we measured the tree area that she gave us the pictures of the Sasquatch I shot. Yeah. yeah. 15 feet for a Sasquatch. Now, what I want to get at is a creature that big. And once again, I want to bring into the creatures we know, bears. Bears have a, a bone structure, if anybody studies zoology a little bit. If you look at their bones, they're about four, sometimes five inches thick around. Now, a bear with with a four-inch thick bone, you know, bone mass generally, then you have four to five inches of fat and four to five inches of muscle. Yeah. You know, you have to get through all that in order to, you know, defend yourself against something like that. So we're looking at creatures like, like I said, a bear, a black bear, 10 times stronger than a man, a brown bear, probably 12 to 14. Um, Grizzly is same thing, 12 to 14 times stronger. Uh, so you got to imagine a seven foot, seven inch uh, dog man, an eight, nine, 10 foot sassafras. Mm-hmm. Their bone structure is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Muscle mass, hum- humongous. They do not eat carbohydrates. They're out there eating deer, rabbit, whatever kind of animal they can catch. Right. So, for all I know, also eats, well, this is what I'm told, they eat berries. They have yeah. a lot of berries and apples and, and sweet fruits. Uh, Dogman, I've never read or heard from anybody that they eat anything but meat. Yeah, me too. Eaters and um, apex predators. You know, they're they're the big yeah. deal. What's your theory on what they are, though, Nick? I mean, what what have you through your research and everything? Where have you gotten? Like, where, where do, you know, what do we feel it is? Yeah, to, that's coming around in my story there is I wanted to give a background on, you know, what I thought they were in the beginning because I'm looking at this dog man when I first spotted it and I was 30 feet away, approximately 30 feet away. And I'm watching this thing and in its right paw or claw, if you want to call it, the, look, the nails look to be about three and a half inches. It picks up the hind quarter of a deer and puts it to its mouth and bites. Now, I'm figuring if this thing can eat, it's got to be physical. Mm-hmm. It also smelled. I could smell it. It smelled of uh, a, a blood-like smell and urine smell. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, it probably was the deer. No, no, it wasn't the deer because mm-hmm. when it finished, it walked off. It didn't just stay there for 10 seconds. It stayed there for a little bit over a minute. And if I had a guess, I would say a minute and 10, minute and 15 seconds. Then it walked off. And here's the cravat. It made noise when it walked off. It went over uh-huh. broken uh, uh, tree limbs. 
and and sticks and mm -hmm. it went through the leaves at the time and that was it <laughs> and at the time i'm figuring this thing's physical but now that i've been studying it and sasquatch for all these years and i have a saying that i like to use for sasquatch that is where the footprint ends because people have tracked sasquatch footprints to the middle of a field and to the left right and forward there are no trees there's nothing and there's yeah. nothing and it disappears disappears right and so where did it go okay right. here here's my thought they're either <laughs> They either use either Dogman, Sasquatch, they either use portals uh -huh. or they are some kind of an alien creature that have been put down here. Uh -huh. they disappear, they get, you know, like in Star Trek, beamed up. Right. I'm leaning more towards the portals because there probably are other dimensions, Tracy. I know. And just to, just to throw it out there, our vision as humans, our sight, we are only seeing 10% of the light spectrum. There's 90% that we can't see. There may be other dimensions present next to me talking to you right now. And okay. I see these people or aliens or whatever these creatures are. But there's, there's something going on in the other light spectrums. Right. I know there's other light spectrums because infrared if you shine it out there, you know, bears can actually see it. They can, they, and they've destroyed a lot of people's uh, trail cams. Even when they put them 20 feet up in a tree, they've destroyed the trail cams. You can mm -hmm. see, you see on a trail cam is a bear's nose. Right. And believe me, I, you, you probably know, I don't have to say believe me to you, but there, I know. Bears, <laughs> bears are smart. They can get into your Chevy Tahoe. They can open up doors. In fact, if they want to get in your house, all they got to do is smack your door. I've always thought bears were like the ultimate predator, Nick. They can swim. They can climb. They can run. You know, they're fast It's and they're smart. It's like, I mean, honestly, that would be the one predator I would not want to run into as a bear that was after me. You know, outside of the cryptids. I'm talking about just regular animals that you find yeah. in the forest, you know. I, I agree. And you know, I got to tell you, there's, there's no, there's a, there's no truth to the fact that, oh, if the bear's coming after you, run downhill. No, they can run downhill. Yeah, I'm they sure can. they can run at least, at least faster than we can, anyway. Oh yeah, you're only gonna die tired. So, my <laughs> advice is like when I go out there, I go out there fully equipped. And yeah. I'm fully equipped. We're talking rifle, sidearm and 200 grain bullets in both the sidearm and the rifle, 308 rifle, 10 millimeter sidearm, 200 grain bullets. And why am I saying that? Because like I said before, uh, if it can kill a bear, I didn't say this before, but if it could take down a bear, it'll take down a dog man and at least give you some chance against a Sasquatch, especially if they're 10, 12, 15 footer. Uh, yeah, that that's crazy. That that height is, is just, I've heard of that before. Yeah. That people seen you know ones that tall but it, it just isn't common i mean it's not you, you know the typical uh height of the sightings is usually around seven or eight feet that's pretty okay. typical i'll get back to the defensive part in one second but i want to throw in here that one uh cryptozoologist researcher and boots on the ground guy that i won't mention his name because like i said i don't want to spoil his story but he went yeah. to a 
Alaska, and he found footprints of a 15-foot Sasquatch. And how do you know it's 15 feet? It's by the the stride and also the depth in yeah. the soil where they were at. And I was on a show with this individual at one time, and he mentioned that. And he goes, that's, that's exactly correct. He's telling me. He's going, yes, it's, you know, you can tell all that from the stride. Right. This thing, this thing had, had an enormous stride. You would not believe it. Oh. But getting back to what when I go out, makes me wonder how tall they do get. You know, I mean, how what is the tallest one that's been in existence so far? You know, I mean, it just, I mean, my God, it's it's just crazy. Well, so far, so far, I've I've heard of seventeen feet. Yeah, that that's that's scary. That's scary. I've heard twenty. I heard twenty from from a hunter that actually, you know, he hunts them. That's yeah. it. I mean, that's that's the tallest I think I've heard so far, and well, that's crazy. I mean, that's the person that, that called us about it, and I actually got a face-to-face -face interview because I like to talk to people on the cell phone, set up an interview in person, drive to them, fly to them, or whatever. If it's serious enough, if I feel like they are actually telling me something on the up and up, because there are people that, that are out there that'll just waste your time and try to, you know, yeah. you because for excuse my French for shits and giggles because they want to go fool us, but. Mm. What I was saying before, though, is when I go out there, I'm fully loaded and, you know, I have everything with me. First thing I'm going to use is the bear spray. I have two bear spray uh, containers with me, plus I have regular people uh, pepper spray. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about by that. The bear spray. I have bear spray. I, I actually, I use, I, I don't use it. I, I have it with me when I do stuff as well. I was going to ask you about that if, if you, you felt that bear spray was effective. Excellent, excellent thing to use, not only bears, but I've seen it used on an alligator right in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've seen it used, I've used it on a black bear, uh, the bear spray. I've also used regular stream human pepper spray, the kind, you know, a regular human would carry for self-defense or the police. Right. That actually worked on a black bear. Uh, I'm fe My feeling is this, even if you're interdimensional, come through a portal, you're an alien, if you can breathe, if you have eyes, if you have a mouth that you eat things, if I hit you with pepper spray, it's got to bother you. And if it doesn't, exactly. you have two other things to try, and those two things should bother you. But I also take out with me, besides pepper spray, I have black salt, I have white salt, I have holy water, just in case. You got to think outside the box. You do. You I do. am out here so much with a team that... You know, you say, wait a minute, we could have used this. All right, how much more weight's that going to add? What can we leave home? You know, you know, instead of uh, you know adding more weight to our packs. But I also carry electronic flashbangs. I carry a, uh, a ultrasonic whistle that goes up to 146 decibels. Uh, my electronic flashbangs are little or balls that shoot out 1,200 lumens of light and you know in a flashing pattern and it also shoots out a sound of 138 decibels so i'm thinking that maybe their ears will get affected because if a german shepherd's ears are 40 times better than mine and a bear's ears are, are like 37 times better than a human's well maybe this apex predator dogman or sasquatch can get affected it can't yeah. hurt it can't yeah. hurt. plus i have 
I carry with me, and so does the rest of the team, a small laser that shoots out about 500 laser beams from the front. So if it is an alien, I'm going to try to affect them one way or another. I mean, right. like I say, I'm loaded for bear, and I'm going to be using everything and anything I have out there if if it's attacking me. I'm not out there to hunt. Yeah. For research, I'm going to take the pictures. I'm going to put the casts up, you know, take plaster casts. Um, if if we find one that's dead, well, all the better. You know, we'll, we'll bring it in. Right. But. You know, here's the big butt. Uh, who am I going to take? It'll be that? gone. It'll be gone within an hour if you bring it. You know darn well. No, no. If, if I brought it back with my team, I mean, we have a team. The team is seven people. Mm -hmm. and we're all, you know, former tier one, and we know what we're doing. So yeah. if you bring it back. We'll put it someplace safe. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, take pieces of it if it's dead. And I'm going to take it to a local. This is something anybody can do because people are doing this nowadays. You know how you try to get your ancestry.com and all that stuff? Yep. Yep. Well, I go to go to a, a certain veterinarian in my area who now does uh, background lookups on dogs. People bring their dogs in and say, I want to know what my dog is. Oh, wow. That's neat. Oh, oh what, what's the background? Well, it's part Rottweiler, part Golden <laughs> Retriever, and part Sharpay. <laughs> Okay. Oh no. Costs approximately four hundred and twenty-five dollars to have it done. Yeah, but that's it's cool. It's cool they do it though. It's it, it would you know it, you're curious to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I am. I mean, I've I've had I felt yeah. maybe do it, but I just haven't done it yet. I'd rather keep that four fifty and get myself a full tank of gas. <laughs> Not trying to be funny either. It's not not good. No, I, it's not funny. I run a business where I have to use gas every day, and it is not comical at all. It's <laughs> it's just unbelievable that our gas prices went from a dollar eighty eight to or a dollar eighty nine. You know how many months ago to now we're up to almost you know five dollars. So yeah, it's crazy. Know. They, they really need to stop. I don't know what is going on with some of this stuff. I was just thinking even, you know, driving by, like I was out the one night and so many of the restaurants now close at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock yeah. and you go there and you're like, why, why are you guys closing? And, and they're, you know, they give you these stories that are excuses that, well, that we don't have people that want to work. And I'm like, you guys have the same people in here that you did, you know, a year ago, two years ago, they're still here. So what's the deal? Like, what's going on with this? You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Why is everything suddenly now closed down early? It, it, it just, I don't understand it. So. I, I went out the other night and I, I was just jonesing. A, I, I mean, I'm not a real big Starbucks fan because I think they have burnt coffee beans. But <laughs> I do like the coffee I make because it has uh, vitamin D3. Uh, Reservatrol in it, and it's a premium Colombian coffee. I get this by um, by mail. Mm -hmm. But I I had that this morning, and I was kind of jonesing a, a cappuccino or something. So I figured, all right, let me go to Starbucks. Yeah. Or, I prefer Dunkin' Donuts, but there are none close to me that have that. So I went to this Starbucks, and sure enough, the biggest one on a main highway, and it was closed. It was eight o'clock. Yeah, can you believe it? But, Nick, it doesn't make sense. No, it, there, there's no justification for it. And then I figured, let me go to this, this store that I wanted to go to. I won't mention their name, so they won't be mad at me. But mm -hmm. 
I, I went to the store because I wanted to pick up some some stuff and uh, for the upcoming conference that we're having. I figured, oh, well, I'm out. I might as well shop. And uh, I went there and they're closed. It was 8 o'clock. They're closed. It was like, what's going on? It almost makes you wonder if it's something with the, the product, if they're trying to conserve on, you know, not running out of product because business is, is, is busier than ever for almost everybody. I know that our business like tripled and everybody I've spoken with, their business has picked up. Like everything's really just, there's just a lot of stuff going on with sales. And, and I'm just wondering if it's a way of maybe conserving you know, the product, like if the, de like the deliveries are too much, like they would have to order too much. Tracy, I'm I, don't not so. I don't think so, because I, I know if I'm a business, I want to sell everything I have. You would think so. You know, you know I think they would want to do that and make sure that you are on top of your ordering and order mm -hmm. in such a way that your orders come in to replace your you know missing stock. But you're right. Even in the supermarkets, they're. You go up and down the aisles and there's just missing things. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's the only thing I can really think of that because I know that like with us, we had to, you know, buy so many more freezers and there's, you know, we had to do more stuff in order. You know, we haven't done all of it yet, but I mean, we had to, you know, do make some modifications to things because we just, you know, it was ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. it was, it, it's just crazy, but I, I just, I can't fathom why they're, closing like i like they didn't before like walmart was always open 24 7 you know wegmans was open 20 now why suddenly are they closing at like you know 10 o'clock yeah. you know eight o'clock like and some of them are so early like I, I mean we went down to the one restaurant i think they closed at like seven o'clock oh my gosh and i was like that's like i don't i don't understand I, i'm just i'm just really baffled by it and i just haven't really gotten any explanations other than you know we can't find help and i'm like but you know you you ran this restaurant for years and it was never closed that early so why suddenly uh, i guess i got off topic or we got off topic but no i know it's okay i, I do this all the time it's fine <laughs> i like to get to know everybody anyway so but to, for me to give a plug to the upcoming Dogman Cryptid Conference. Oh gosh, yes, definitely. Okay. Josh Turner from um, from the Paranormal Roundtable. He's located out of Texas. He's got this humongous following, this big show. He is the main factor, the main force pushing this in Paris, Tennessee, on August thirteenth. It's actually the twelfth and the thirteenth, but the twelfth is a VIP day. So if you got VIP tickets, they, they sold out in the first couple hours, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, but he still has regular tickets left. But it's in Paris, Tennessee, and I'm going to be there along with uh, Josh Turner, of course, and 14 other cryptozoologists, researchers. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be some authors from cryptozoology, and uh, we're going to have speakers. We're going to have a panel. Uh, we're going to take a picture of, I mean, this is going to be a momentous occasion because it's going to be the first time in cryptozoology where you have so many field investigators, researchers, people that, that have just anything to do with it, you know, the, the known names all in one place. Now in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and I don't want to say 70s, but in those years, the 20s to the 60s. There was a lot of cryptozoologists who went out on safari trying to find different cryptids. Mm -hmm. and 
they've never, never, never had more than two of them together in one time. We're going to take a picture with 15 plus Josh Turner because he's a big thing in the community. And I, I guess they'll, uh, they'll make copies of it or whatever for people that want them. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a momentous case. I don't think this has never been done before. You've had, you have Bigfoot uh, wow. conferences, you have UFO conferences, you have all kinds of conferences, but never before this many people from the cryptozoology community together in one time. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. That sounds awesome. I'm doing my, I'm doing the, uh, I guess it's 12 hour drive from New Jersey to there. Mm -hmm. Only because I'm bringing equipment with me that the uh, TSA wouldn't be too happy with. But yeah. So, so, you know, those electronic flashbangs, they wouldn't be happy with. And yeah. give people their absolute money's worth. And the people that are going for VIP day, the 12th, they're getting a dinner, a full-blown dinner. And I don't mean a little tiny, you know, speck of food. No, they're getting a really good dinner. Josh is making total sure of that. Okay. And they're also going to get swag. They're going to get patches they're going to get shirts hats stuff i mean you name it they're going to get a ton of stuff, more than their money's worth right right um, gosh that sounds awesome it really does yeah that was a 75 dollar ticket and okay. the people that are going you know even at the door you can pay for 30 dollars to get in but okay. or you can order them online it's on all all of our sites it's on my nadp sites it's on paranormal roundtable um okay. da roberts is advertising it um you know, either that or people could just arrive, pay 30 bucks, get in. You know, they'll, they'll okay, put a yeah. little uh, uh, a wolf paw type of a uh, bracelet on you like you get in the hospital, except it has little wolf paws on it. Mm -hmm. and, and you're in and you're in for the day. Could, so cool. It'll be a once in a lifetime. I don't, if he does it again next year, that would be phenomenal. But that would. Yeah. You know, it, it was done this year. And I, oh, if it's never done again, they'll never see it again. The hotel mm -hmm. for two things, payment for the uh, conference center in Paris, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. The second thing is they want a, I think it's a 18 by 24 glossy picture of all of us. So the picture we're taking, they want to hang it up in their hotel. Oh, that's so cute. That's cool. I mean, Comic-Con is a big deal. So, I mean, geez. The way I know. We wanted to do 300 tickets and I says, that's crazy uh the hall holds 500 you're never, never gonna have 500 people in one shot mm -hmm. they're gonna have vendors there uh you're gonna have cryptozoology uh authors you know with their books and stuff uh you're gonna have all kinds of things i mean you name it it's gonna be there so it's dogman and cryptids other cryptids so you know mothman sasquatch you'll probably have some yeah. people there they're gonna have uh you know places where you can grab something to, you know, to pick up to eat while you're there. Right. Uh, you know, like a regular conference center and we'll have speakers up on the stage. And uh, I can't wait to do mine because <laughs> I'm going to show them the electronic flashbangs, the, uh, the hypersonic whistles. You, mm -hmm. you name I, I have it. I guess the only thing I'm not going to show them is the firearms because anybody, Anybody could go find out what a firearm is, but yeah, yeah. Do you have a Do you have an extensive collection of pictures, Nick? I have I have pictures of claw marks. I have pictures of uh, footprints. I have some. Well, I don't have a lot, but I have some plaster uh, footprints. 
that you know when you find a real good footprint yeah leave it's uh encrypted you know i have that for the most part i'm taking pictures because after a while it got to be a little crazy with all the footprint uh, plasters that i had taken over there right. yeah and they, they have to be taken in a certain way and it does take a while to get these things to dry you know before you move them because you, right. if you can get the dermal ridges or any kind of uh bottom mm -hmm. you know, the foot that it, when it's stomped down if you've got any any sort of uh scars on there you know you want to pick all that up wow and you do have to wait a x amount of time for that that plaster of paris stuff to, to dry yeah i understand so what do you think as far as the can do you have any theories on the connection like have you had any kind of thoughts as far as like religious wise on it like is anything like come to mind for you like you know if there's any kind of relation to biblical stuff or anything like that or how do you I, feel I, about that tracy i've done a lot a lot of research and i mean that's people say oh no, you have no life that's not true i mean i work out i do all kinds of stuff i have reading that i do all the time this does consume you though i will say that because i'm telling you I, when i'm done working i look forward to nothing else than coming home and getting just watching things i mean it's it becomes like an obsession i try to i try to put a post in there for people like for friday and saturday nights or if it's a dreary dull sunday mm -hmm. uh, a post where they can actually go to a uh maybe a youtube show and mm -hmm. listen to uh two hours of dogman stories or you know cryptid stories or something and something that at least it's you'll just... get some knowledge from it i personally yeah right now 27 books behind um of cryptozoology books that i have to read or something about oh, crypto. Yeah. Um, i was up to 35 i got it down to 33 last week i mean i mean it's constant reading plus wow. i go to libraries when i go out of the state this is a big deal now you go to the libraries when you go out of state because all these different states if you go to their microfiche mm -hmm. areas they'll give them to you and uh you can go through the the newspaper reports from back in the uh 1700s the 1800s and you'll mm -hmm. see they, they actually talk about these these creatures yeah so this yeah is what i'm interested in finding i would be too that would be really fascinating actually i mean you go to a little tiny bookstore in west virginia i mean it's a gold mine you wouldn't believe uh, the book that, that people have written on certain creatures you know west virginia is noted for the mothman so is chicago but uh west virginia was the mothman and they have these little old books they're maybe 100 pages long and they're they're uh five by eight you know in in height height and width and i mean you find something like that that's a gold mine you know it's like wow i'm buying this now because they have pictures in there and they have all kinds of stories and people's names and places stuff you can invest oh gosh i am more into the field investigation than i am into the uh keyboard warrior type research mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have to do that research anyway and when people call me up and tell me they have a sighting or they 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 they, they had a uh an encounter i need to research the area right so that's what i do and i i do the background research and i speak with them and you know that's where it builds up to whether i'm going to take a team out and go actually go boots on the ground out there boots on the ground is a, mm -hmm. is a 
thing. I'm going to tell you, Tracy, it's the best thing in the world. That's what I'm actually getting ready to. I'd like to actually start getting into that this summer. I'm I'm thinking about actually going out and doing some, you know, my daughter had a, a sighting of a, a little person up in Rock Run. Right. Um, we had a dog man sighting down here right around the corner from my our property in the park of a dog man. And I, I saw a rake right down the road. This is all right around where I live. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, Interesting. yeah, we, I, it, it's a hot spot up here. We had the area was a, at one time it was, um, you know, they ran it. It was like the underground railroad. Yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, that's so I don't right. know if there's any kind of a, a vibe here or what that's going on, but. Uh, caves and tunnels, that's where Dogman loves to ha hang out. We have caves. We have caves right up the road here. Well, I'm quite aware of that, <laughs> of the area. And um, there, there is just so much. But do me a favor. If you do go out, and for your listening audience, mm -hmm. if you buy the bear spray, remember the military adage, two is one, one is none. Um, you have two bear spray with you. You know, if you have two people, you have four. Okay. learn how to take the safety off. Okay. How to take it off. Bear spray shoots in a conical shot. So okay. it'll shoot maybe 30 feet. The one I carry shoots 36 feet. But generally 30 feet, it'll shoot forward and it'll shoot out in about a 90 degree conical shot. So okay. all you got to do is aim it. And if it dodges to the left, it's still going to get hit. Right. So you should, but make sure you know how to take the safety off. Yeah, I did already. I did make sure of that. I always do that with my, you know, pepper spray and anything I get. I kind of go through those steps just to know how I can quickly access it if I need to. But sure, a lot of people don't. So Take a bag of, of salt with you too. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Have it handy to throw, you know, at whatever's out there because you never know. Maybe okay. you will come upon something. Once, once again, goes back to what you asked me. I don't think Dogman or Sasquatch are from biblical times because I've done the research. Mm -hmm. I read the uh, the New Testament Bible, page one all the way to the end. And um, in Egypt, they had the jackal-headed type of creature. Okay. But uh, I don't think it's a religious thing. I really and I, but I like to think outside the box. Yeah, and me too. No, but. I'm thinking portals at this point. Well, you mentioned like aliens and that's why, you know, I had, I've had so many encounters with things in my life. Like I've, I've gone through so many weird things and encounters and just, just crazy stuff. And I've had, you know, dreams and just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just one of those people, you know, just, I'm like this magnet for this stuff. But, um, the, the feeling I got with it, you know, with the alien connection, there's been, there have been people that have seen dogmen inside of, you know, like a, a spacecraft, a craft. Right. And they've seen Bigfoot in these crafts. And I feel, this is something I felt that there is a possibility that the ETs, I feel that there's a possibility they were created by the Watchers. That's what, it was just a theory. Now, you know, we don't know. I mean, we can't, we all just kind of come up with stuff and it's just something you throw out there. It's thoughts that you have. So you don't, you can't really say, you know, a hundred percent of anything, but it's just something that crossed my mind. And I wanted to, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain and see what you felt about it. Well, I, I, had, I had, I had a really heavy duty feelings about the alien 
Dogman Sasquatch connection. Mm-hmm. I've, I've also had some thoughts about the portals and other dimensions. But just to get back to the alien connection, I've interviewed a lot of people who have said the same thing you just told me. Yeah. Or a craft and it looked like there was a dog man they saw a craft looked like it was a sasquatch in it and uh, i mean i guess a lot of the people were telling me this said well i i actually had a, a camera with a zoom lens uh so i looked up and or i had binoculars i had a telescope uh i actually saw it you know with my own eyes well damn when the thing gets to be 50 feet away it's going to be kind of rough to discern what's in inside a spacecraft mm-hmm. what i wanted to tell you is the what I did was, now this is going back a year, um, I took a 300 and uh, over a period of six months, I did this research of people that had reported seeing a Sasquatch or a dogman, also reported seeing a orb in the sky before seeing the dogman or yeah. yep. and after seeing it, or before and after yeah what i did was i interviewed as many of these people as possible and it got to be a little bit over 365 385 area uh in a six-month time period because that's all i wanted was a six-month you know swatch of time and the people told me 92 percent reported seeing a unidentified flying object they call it something different now but UFO, an orb in the sky, a light in the sky before, after, or before and after seeing the dogman or Sasquatch. Right. 92% reported seeing that. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> you know, is it a possibility? Yes. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you, it, it didn't stop there because people got word of it. I've done interviews and people got word of it that, oh, I, I did this research and they're just sending me their stories. And it got to be around the 600 zone of reports. And it's still hovering around the 90 percentile area of people that have seen an orb in the sky before after. My own personal encounter, when I saw it that night on September 13th, after it walked away into the wooded woodline area, mm-hmm. I didn't go following it, but I saw approximately 120 maybe more feet away in the sky was a white orb at the time i didn't think anything of it because i wasn't putting two and two together i didn't think of it but my when i went back home that night i wrote it down and i made sure that i noted everything about it because my background is is paramilitary it's also police and we're taught what to ask yourself you know when you're writing a report and what to put down and i put that down and i went back to it and here it is years and years later and i went back to it um i reopened that case by the way and i even told josh turner about this and i talked to him on his show uh i guess two months ago about it i reopened the case because i got three other reports of a dogman sighting in the area where I saw one. And this is in the Wachung Reservation area. It's like a park area for people to go have barbecues, kids Mm -hmm. swings, it's just gigantic. Now, Tracy, it's a former Lenape Indian area. That's where 
the Indian tribe was actually located a long, long, long time ago. And I found out from one gentleman up there, a, a Native American, he's a Lenape Indian, that there is a Lenape Indian burial ground up there. I guess they're not uh, building it on it or doing anything to it. They're leaving it alone. But uh, here's something, here's another bit of information if you didn't know this already, but through the Native Americans in the United States and also the First Nation people up in Canada, you can get this information if they'll talk to you here in the United States anyway, because they generally don't talk to uh, a white person uh, because it's not only bad luck for them, but it's something they don't want to bring upon themselves. But Dogman. Well, they talk to somebody that has Indian in them, like if somebody that is part Indian or something like that. Do that. You can prove it. Okay. Prove But I've been told to just leave. Plain and simply, we're not speaking to you. Just leave. Wow. They will not speak to me about Dogman. They will not speak to me about Skinwalkers, especially. Yeah, I've heard that. Shapeshifters, they will not. Because you speak, they even say the word in, in their own language, Skinwalker. And they could bring down upon them evil, you know, to their uh, family or themselves. It's so funny that that's actually biblical. Even even it's it's even in scripture that if you know when we speak words, it doesn't matter what it is, we can either curse or bless ourselves through through what we speak. That words actually have it has a a power to them. Actually, it's, it goes deeper than that. When you think, when yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah. It can go. And they do not want, they asked me, you know, politely, but very uh, finally, you know, please leave. Right. Now, you know, okay, I'm not going to bother anybody. I know you're not going to talk to me and I can't force you to. But I've had reports in there and I've, I've led a team up there a few more times. And I was speaking to Josh Turner about it because he believes that they're more of the paranormal. But, you know, like I said, my encounter there, it was eating a deer hindquarter. And why does it need to eat if it's paranormal? I don't I, know. My theory is that they're crossing over into the physical realm. I feel that they're part physical and they're part spiritual. Right. Because if I feel my, I feel now this, and like I said, we don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I know this. This is just something that I have just, you know, everybody has like what they think or they feel when they hear things, they, they have their own perspective of it. And I, what I know of, of God and, you know, the biblical stuff and even just the sightings and the people I've spoken to and hunters and everything, and you round all of it up and, what I got was that, you know, I feel that they were created, the, the, the watchers created the, the ETs, the, in the, the watchers also created the dogmen and the, the Bigfoot, because what I understood was that they were, when they did the DNA for the Bigfoot, they found that they were, that they had a, a, a human mother and the father's origin was unknown. And when I talk to like people, there's other people that have had encounters with them that have actually had, you know, mind speak with the Bigfoot. They've mind spoken with the dogmen. They told them that they come from the star people, that they're, they're from the sky and the sky is the realm of the demons or the fallen. So it just seems to me now, this is, you know, like I said, it's my theory that it's all, it's all biblical to me. Like it, it's not, 
I'm not one of those, you know, crazy, like, oh, it's got to be all about God and, you know, that's it. But it just feels to me like there is really something to it. So I don't know, but it, it, it just, you know, even the, the aliens, like the greys, it, it, like, I don't know if they're actually, I have this, this weird theory that they, you know, could be like little droids that they create. They could be using like cow, the cow eyes and the, the parts that they're taking out of cows when they have these, um, you know, the, um, what is it called when they come to, they drop down and they do these dissections and stuff. The, I think the cattle mutilations. Oh yeah. The mutilations, right. Yeah. The ET's eyes look very similar to like a cow's eyes and it, it's just stuff that you think about. And that's why I just, I really wanted to kind of get your theory on this because I just, you know, it's, it's weird that so many of us, our theories are kind of along the same lines in a lot of ways. Well, everything does circle around back to the beginning and, that's yeah. Why? Um, you see, another theory I was tossing around about about is that um, the extraterrestrial aliens maybe they put Dogman and Sasquatch down there, down here on the Earth as uh, soldiers to look and check the area out to see if it's mm -hmm. for them to land. If maybe we have certain uh, elements that they need. Mm -hmm. You never know why they may put them down here. Maybe they're checking out our, our our armed forces to see if we can defeat them or not. You know, how well we can defend yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, you can never say never. And I'm not going to toss out any uh, theories at all, ever. That's how I am, too. I'm, I'm open to stuff with it because, you know, we all have, I think it maybe if we take little pieces of everybody's ideas and theories we might you know i don't even know if we'll ever get anywhere with it really but it, it's you know studying it finding out what we can it, it's fascinating i don't know if we're ever going to have all the answers well there was a group there is still a group today uh, that i started on facebook the quad coalition of sciences mm -hmm. and what i wanted to do was bring together the paranormal ufology cryptozoology and regular science zoology and bring everybody's theories together because see all four of those areas fight for monies to do research mm -hmm. if we combined our research maybe just maybe just maybe we might find one answer we might right. find that but if everybody stopped fighting i mean even within the bigfoot community they fight the ufo community they fight about stuff. It's funny you said this. I have a friend of mine. She's become, she was, she started out being like you and I, where we just, we did podcasts together and we, we've become very close friends and she lives around Bigfoot and Dogman. She sees them almost daily and she's mind spoken with them. And they've told her, you know, that they've come from, they were created to watch us. Just like you said, they, they told her that they were created to watch us, but because they're, they're actually, they have human DNA in them that they, they rebelled. They, they didn't want to do it when they got here. They didn't, you know, they just didn't want to do it. A lot of them did not all of them. And so then now they're actually being hunted. Some of them are being hunted by the ETs and they're trying to destroy them but they kind of just went rogue on them. But, you know, she said the same thing that people are fighting. Like there these groups constantly fight with each other and compete with each other. Yeah. I'm not competing with anybody. I'm giving everybody all the information because basically 
I, I, like I said to you in the beginning of the program, I make my own money, plenty of it. I don't yeah. need to make money at this. I do. The NADP and myself, we do not take donations. Anytime I've made shirts, hoodies, patches, I charge the, the members because, first of all, the members wanted me to do it. I didn't want to do it. It's okay. a pain. It's a pain to have this stuff made up. <laughs> I know it is. Nick. I, I, have know. To, I have to address each and every one of them and mail it out. Yeah, and find out their sizes and the colors. God but, knows what else. Yeah, I don't want to cheat anyone. So I charge them exactly what I paid for it. Mm-hmm. And exactly how much. Well, not exactly because sometimes the post office changes it. So I wind up losing you know, money in the whole deal. You know, I don't take money. So what I'm trying to get at is I don't do this to make money. I don't care about it. I I made the patches and shirts so people could have some unity and say, oh, yeah, I belong to this group here and I'm Mm -hmm. out to research and show my colors. This is my pride. They have pride in their organization. Right. So that's the only reason why I do that. But I'm, I'm not looking for research money or grant money. I take teams out there because I can. I, I have a, I work for an organization that allows me to do that. And as the training officer, that's one of my other titles, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So when we went up to above the Poconos, we took two six wheel gators with us and we towed them there. It was on the company's dime. Mm-hmm. All right. You can't, normal Joe Blow can't do this. He doesn't go armed, quote, for bear. Mm-hmm. They don't go out there all equipped to to find certain things. Now the UFO people, I think, are the most advanced. Um, are they? Along with the paranormal, I guess, because they have all these little electronic do doohiggies and stuff that they go out there and and they're monitoring all the time. And the UFO people have their telescopes and electronic telescopes and regular ones and and Geiger counters and you you name it. They have all this cool stuff. But right. out there, we, we can afford to do it. We're, we, we are protected. And I've always said to everybody, really, you have a right to go in the forest and a right to come back home. Yeah. So if you have to defend yourself, you're not out there hunting. And I do not hunt. I am not, a, right. I am not an animal hunter in the least. That's but, good. I like to hear that. I, I'm, I'm, I just, I've never really you know, gotten into that. I just, I could never, you know, hurt another, a, a living creature like that. I just can't. At listen. The same time, you know, I want to get home. So if I'm attacked, I'm going to. Right. Right. And uh, another tip that I tell people all the time, because nobody does this. Look up. As you, you know, know, I say that all the time. I say that all the time to people that you've got to start looking at your surroundings. And that includes looking up because right. they're in trees. And I mean, they could be up in trees and stuff. And regular animals can be up in trees. A, mm-hmm. a snake can be up in a tree. A mountain lion. Mm-hmm. A mountain lion from a standing jump can be <laughs> approximately 14 feet. 14 feet. Yeah. So, Nobody you know, ever looks up, Nick. They don't ever look up. It's crazy. And because of the way I've been trained many, 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 many years, uh, I always look up even when I'm walking through a city. When I'm walking yeah, through a mall. Because... I'm looking for people that are acting odd. It could mm-hmm. be a terrorist, somebody on a rooftop, somebody in a window. You see a flash of light. You never know. This person in this day and age where we right. have getting shot left and right and gun control is not the answer because they can get guns in the black market anytime they want. Yeah. So 
you got to be aware. That's it, plain and simple. You must be aware of your surroundings. And that is goes triple when you're in a forest area because that's their area, not yours. I know. I now know. you're in the ocean. It's the fish, the sharks, the dolphins. That's their home home ground. Not that's what yours. I always say. You won't catch me in the ocean. I'll I'll swim in the pool by the beach and at the hotel, and I'll, you know, maybe walk my feet through it. But I'm just I am not swimming in the ocean anymore. I did that when I was younger, and. <laughs> Now I'm like, no way. There's just no way I'm getting in there. You know what changed my mind? We went to an aquarium. We were down in in Myrtle Beach. We went to an aquarium, but we saw all these bull sharks floating around this aquarium. And I said, you know, we're getting in this water with these things. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't get in the in the fish tank with them. So what the heck are you doing getting in the ocean with them? Mm -hmm. So it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But the older I get, the more I start. You know, I just look around so many times, and I'm just like. What on earth gets into humans? Like, wh like, what is going on? Like, how have we been taught some of this stuff? You know, like all the people worship and the stuff that goes on. The it, it just I don't get it. People need but. to see like sharks before they go into the water in certain areas because you know they've been coming in as close as three feet lately. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, not just lately, but over the past several years. Yeah, why, but they're coming in three feet. And can you imagine if it's taken by a wave and you're sitting on the sand? It's taken by a wave and, and it, it body surfs in onto the sand. They're yeah. still their mouth is still going up and down, up and down. Yeah. Kill you on the sand. So here you got killed by a land shark. Can you imagine? I mean, all they had to do is take one bite out of your leg and you, you sever an artery and you're dead. I mean, it just it. you got 40 seconds to live. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, just, I was just watching something, in fact, two nights ago about there was this dead whale floating around out in the ocean and these surfers are out there right by this dead whale with all these great whites coming in. And I'm like, yeah, what smart. is wrong with people? Real smart. Sharks are They're a just... problem, I'm going to tell you. There's so much of a problem in Australia that the Australians yeah. have imported um, alligators. Have they? <laughs> A predator to to fight a predator. Isn't well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. So here you are on the beach sunning yourself. Oh, good. I can go in the water. The sharks aren't going to get me. But now they put alligators out there. So we got to take a threat. That is absolutely insane. Now you've got two predators now. Oh, that's just perfect. I, that, have, that... I have to ask my, my man on the scene, John Kershaw. He's from Creep, Creepy Cryptids. He's uh, my man on the scene in Australia. I'm going to have to ask him why they did that, if he even knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got more sharks around Australia than, oh, my God. <laughs> jelly Belly has jelly beans. I'm I, I know. I've heard so many stories about Australia and the surfers. And, you know, I, I just think I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't even, I beautiful, just. Beautiful country, beautiful place to go, but. Uh, like you, I think nowadays, now that I know much more, I think I'll stick to the hotel pool. You're darn right. That's <laughs> you're not catching me. I'm not even in a river. I'm just like, I'm sticking to the pools. I just, you know, if I'm going to swim, it's going to be in a swimming pool, and you know, anything else, I'll I'll stay on a boat or something. I don't I don't know. You're in the sand, and the, and then you jump in the water, and a alligator and a shark decides to to gang up on you, right? It's under boat chasing you. That's another cryptid, though. Nick, there's people have seen sightings of mermaids. You know, they not they don't look like Ariel from Little Mermaid, but they, you know, these creatures that look like they're half man yeah. or woman and half half you know fish. 
I've read that. I mean, like I said, I do all the cryptids, cryptozoology. I also crazy. look into the lore and believe it or not, uh, that little guy on the uh, Lucky Charms commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there have been a lot of people that have reported seeing them. Yeah, my daughter saw that. My daughter saw one up in Rock Runs pretty uh, around this area. That's a pretty it's it's pretty. She said it's really active up there with stuff like they got really dizzy one day. She was up there and everything got real weird and, and she got real dizzy and her boyfriend did. And I thought, oh, my God, I was like, you, you know, you guys need, really need to be careful up there. But I live in an area that's pretty, um, there's something going on in this area. You can just, there's something, you can feel it. I've been working on a, um, I guess you would call it a liner for a helmet. And what I have in it is um, copper mesh and aluminum mesh. It's, oh. it's sort of like something that would uh, fend off, you know, like a Faraday cage. Mm-hmm. It would fend off radio waves, maybe mine, mine waves. Because oh. a friend of mine, who's a, a Sasquatch researcher, um, he does Sasquatch research up in upstate New York, all the way up there in, in the Adirondacks. Yeah. And, uh, he was hit by uh, mind speak by Sasquatch on a couple occasions, and they actually knocked him down to the ground. Because I guess wow. close to something, uh, he could have been close to maybe the, the, the youth. Mm-hmm. He was close to the, where their uh, their food supply was. Maybe he was close to uh, where they live. I don't know, but he was knocked to the ground. And yeah, really wasn't good good for him. Uh, it's my buddy Jeremiah Fontaine. Yeah, uh, he's up there, and I I've been working on something. I got to send it to him to let him try it out for when he's up there because uh, that's a real deal. That's a real thing. Not only will they talk to you and say stay back, you know. Don't yeah. don't shoot at me or we will kill you. I am quoting people now, people who I've interviewed. Right. And said, yep, I was in there. I saw the Sasquatch. I raised my rifle and I got an immediate thought in my mind. If you shoot at me, you will be killed. Wow. You know, or they would say, leave the area now. Don't take any pictures. <laughs> leave the area. I mean, literally hundreds of people that I've been able to mm-hmm. work with or get them to send me uh, an account, you know, on the, in an email or something. And this is what was said and over and over and over again, it's the same theme. Yeah, and, it, it and, always is. It, 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 you know, there's so many stories that are just, it is the same theme. I mean, there's, you know, and there's other stuff too. I mean, there was a, you know, the family that, you know, the one child, one of their kids was abducted and everybody like they went into this like hypnotic state and they were walking along in like a daze. And when they came out of it, one of their kids was gone. And the one and the little girl or little boy, I can't remember which one it was, said, well, the the the, the furry man took it or took him or her. Yeah. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's like, I mean, this stuff is just and, and you know, it isn't the fact that they exist, though, Nick. It's the fact that, you know, the knowledge and the and the information and the truth isn't out there. We're not being told that they exist. We're, nobody, you know, you can't protect yourself if you don't really believe in something. And nobody really wants to believe in it unless the government actually comes out and says it's actually real. Well, you know? here's, a, here's a statistic for you that I came across. From 1995 to 2015, on the East Coast, now I'm only talking about Oregon, Washington State, and California. Mm-hmm. There were 
well over 3,000 reports of a sighting or an encounter with a Sasquatch. At that same time period, 95 to 2015, in Western Canada, there were 650 reports. Now, wow. let me ask you, that's just a little time frame. Mm -hmm. Getting these reports and it's been written down in books and newspapers and passed on by word of mouth. Uh, the Native American Indians know more about this than they're saying, and so we know they do know. Mm -hmm. uh, First Nations people in Canada, who are a lot more open, have talked about this. Now, I'm quoting to you maybe 4,000 people within a 20-year period that reported right. in three states plus Canada. Right. Okay. Are all these people lying, Tracy? They can't be. Are they all looking for their two minutes of fame? Right. These people are not reporting sightings because they don't want to be ridiculed. Right. They're not reporting sightings because they work for a company. And if the company finds out that they said this, they could get fired or let oh, go. Definitely. Yeah. Even a hard time. Uh, or maybe they're looking to get a raise or maybe they're looking to get a higher, higher position in a company. Who wants yeah. to Joe Blow over here who just saw a Sasquatch? and was running around the woods with him, and I'm going to make him head of my uh, shipping and receiving section? No. Yeah, I know. I know. The guy's a wackanoodle. That's how well, I mean, even, I mean, I, I saw a rake with my own two eyes, and my daughter sat next to me and saw it. We were driving in the car. It's clear as day. You know, yeah. it, it brawled across the road right in front of us, like on its stomach, and we didn't think to report it. You, you don't think to report it. You just, you know, you, 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 the first thought you have is you doubt that you saw what you thought you saw. Right. That's the first thing you think is that, did I really just see that? And then you'll, you know, you'll go and you'll tell your close friends and your family, but you certainly aren't going to pick up a phone and, you know, call an authority, you know, authoritative person or an agency and tell them that, you know, I mean, they'll have you committed, Yeah. you know, so and the um, and as far as the government with the MIBs, the Men in Black, um, mm -hmm. that that's generally formally actually, the United mm -hmm. States Air Force used to investigate UFO and strange sightings, and they wouldn't go in uniform. Okay, they would go in suits. So okay. likely they were in dark suits, and they would knock at a door and say. Mr. Mr. Blank, I would like to talk to you about what you saw. Yeah, yeah. And some that they didn't see what they saw after they got the whole story. Right. The United right. States government, the U.S. Air Force has actually stopped doing that for more than a couple of reasons. Uh, and one of them being economics. It just costs too much money to keep sending people all over the place. Well, the, aren't that don't you feel the sightings are, are picking up so much as it is? Oh, oh, they are. Like I told you in the beginning of the, uh, the show, uh, Jody Cook, who's the founder of NADP, he and I were talking. And I said, what's going on? Yeah. Right now, the Northeast is a hot, hotbed, hotbed of sightings God. and encounters. Hotbed. And it's continued from the seven months ago all the way through to now. Right that's now, what I'm trying to figure out. What is going on that's causing so many you know, there's they're just this, this rise of sightings. There's so much more of it now. Well, the obvious, first of all, uh, the obvious would be uh, the, that they're putting up more and more townhouses and, and homes, and they're pushing them away. 
Now, remember, uh, Dogman, Sasquatch, any, any cryptid, really, that you want to talk about, is going to look for a water source. That's number one. We yeah. can't live more than three days without water. They're looking for a water source. They also need a food source. What's their food source? Mainly deer, mm -hmm. you know, animals in the woods, anything you want to, want to name it. Uh, I've seen a coyote torn apart and the innards were eaten out. So mm -hmm. I don't know what did that. You know, that was that was when I was in Texas. So, I mean, there's... there's this is just crazy. It's just nuts. I, I don't, it's overwhelming at times. Mm -hmm. There's so many thoughts and theories and ideas that come to your mind. And, you know, what if this and what if that? And, you know, you know there's just so... I mean, it's just... It, it, it just gets overwhelming at times for me. You know, I just I just sit and think, my God, there's just so much going on. There's so many different creatures. There's so many disappearances. There's so many, you know, reports of this and reports of that. And it, it's just, and you just don't have the answers. Right. Well, there's no answers yet. The other, the other answer to that, you know, why the sightings besides the water, the food source is living. Uh, Dogman's generally caves and tunnels or burrows. Uh, how are they going to make a burrow in, in a forest if uh, they're tearing the forest out? Right. These giant metal machines ripping stuff apart. Uh, Sasquatch seems to be a little bit more adaptable, you know, and uh, they also probably live in caves and, and they have areas. I mean, don't think that those little um, teepees that people find out there are or where they I live. They, they no, do I don't think that at all. I've even theorized that they don't live here at all. That they that if they are portal, you know, they're going in between portals. That they they don't actually live here. They just go in between the portals, drop in, and maybe they just eat. I don't know. Mm. But it's just a thought. And then, what about the uh, reptilians? Have you ever seen or had any sightings or known anybody that's had sightings with those? I've never seen any, but I I've interviewed people. And this is more down the uh, the southeastern section of the United States. Okay. Louisiana area, the Florida area. Uh, I had a couple of reports. Of course, you're not going to want to go there anymore now. The Myrtle oh, no. area, just inner, you know, going in in South Carolina. Okay. I'm, you know, as close to to New Jersey and Pennsylvania, South Carolina. So huh. people have said that they went out. You know, for a day in the in the forest area because people want to enjoy the forest. You know, maybe make a campfire and mm -hmm. cook hot dogs over the fire, and they they saw something coming out of the water, and it didn't look like a sasquatch. It didn't look like a dog man, but it looked like a, a greenish tinted, slimy skinned uh, creature, and it was bipedal. It wasn't on four, so it wasn't an alligator. Like we're living in the land of the lost or something. <laughs> like what is what's going on? What's going on here? I mean, oh, it's, it's not. Uh, we do not. That's why I tell my listeners all the time. Like we do not live in the world that we have been told that we live in. What we have been taught is not at all, you know, the whole story. So. <laughs> this is not grandma's uh, spaghetti and meatball time in, anymore. This is uh Past our parents' time and into ours now. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, but we're sitting ducks if we don't have the knowledge. Like, we need to know what the hell they are, what they're capable of, you know, how to defend ourselves against them. My God, Nick, especially if there's an uptick in, in sightings and they're coming out more and more. I mean, what if they're just getting more bold and they don't care? 
I mean, according to one of my friends, the one that lives around the yeah. the big foot, they said that they're they're um they're all waiting for the they call it the great battle to start. Well, I got news for them. They're gonna lose because <laughs> there's an awful lot of humans on this this earth. Mm -hmm. You know, we do have a lot of firepower. The whole reason why Germany, not to bring up World War Two, but the whole reason why Germany never invaded the United States is mm -hmm. because they watched movies of us and they thought we were either gangsters or cowboys and that I heard everybody that. had a gun. You know, I know. They were right. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. I think Americans are pretty wet. I mean, we are pretty. Now, I might be wrong about this, but when it if it really came down to it, I'm not so sure, you know, Americans would be so submissive. But I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff that goes on now that you see that they buy into, it's it's pretty. It's interesting because, you know, I just don't know where we would be if something were to really pop off. Well, I, think we would, sure. uh, I think we would defend ourselves and. People have asked me, you know, how come there's not more uh, dogman attacks on humans? Well, there, there have been over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, Lockett Ranch bat down in Mississippi, that was a year-long battle. What uh, happened? At LBL, Land Between the Lakes. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. That got lost there. I mean, those are just the most well-known ones. Uh, the other ones, a lot of them that have been reported out there have been hushed. And right. say that the dogman is smarter than people want to give them credit for. I say they are so smart that they know that if they do have an uptick in killing humans, that the government will decide, okay, enough is enough. Right. A lot of pressure on us. We're going to have to take them out. And that we would hunt them down. That's exactly what I've thought too. Creature and destroy yeah. every one of them. We would. In fact, the army does go in whenever there's sightings of, of one that's in a sense out of line and you know, there have been reports of them coming in, you know, in black sedans or black SUVs and, you know, shutting the area down and hushing everybody up. And they'll go out and they'll, you know, do a hunt and come back in with a bag, whatever it is, and off they go and they never see or hear from them again. So it's, you know, it, it's it's just, I definitely believe that, that they're they're too smart to, and they understand that if they do start killing us that, you know, it isn't maybe that they don't want to kill us. It's just that... They know enough not to, otherwise they'll get hunted and destroyed. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably uh, in the entire world, maybe a million of these creatures combined. You think so? And what do we have on this earth? Uh, what, five billion people? Yeah. Uh, a million versus five billion, or even if you just put it down the armies. <laughs> I mean, an A1A Abrams tank is, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't care if you do have a 15-foot Sasquatch. I'll go with the Abrams tank. What do you think about the missing people? Like the number of, I, I know at this point, you, I'm sure you've heard of the missing, you know, all the yeah, missing. 411. Yeah. Um, well, that, that gentleman that does that show, uh, I won't mention his name because he's a little touchy, but he says there's three reasons. I have a fourth and fifth reason. And his three reasons are they, you fall in a hole or in the water, you're eaten up by a, uh, a known creature, a bear, coyote, wolf, mountain lion, uh, or a serial killer or murderer gets you. I have number four and five. My number four, cryptid. Yeah, me too. Dog man and the like, reptile man. Number, number five, and I'm very passionate about this, 
it's us. It's our humans, humankind. It okay. it's it is the the worst thing people could possibly do is grab a female and sell her. Right. Into, you know, it, it's just human trafficking, which is what I'm going to say. I might as well. Yeah, I, I believe you. That's I think so too. And Idaho is a big place of all places, right? The yeah. Midwest, Idaho is the biggest place in the United States for human trafficking. So there's one one right there. Because I could defend you falling in a hole or in the river and you know you're 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 caught under the water. Well they have cadaver dogs that can smell you under the water. Mm -hmm. That good. I've seen it with my own eyes. I was there on a very few occasions, but I was there to see it. And a cadaver dog will find you if you're down a hole or in a cave. Mm-hmm. All right. And as far as an animal eating you, all right, there's got to be some kind of a blood loss, and a blood trail. There has to be yeah. dogs that can find it. They have investigators that can track it and they can see it. If it's a, if it's an animal, if a bear got you, mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as a murderer, you know, it's kind of hard. Say it's a say it's a man, two hundred pound man. Well, it's kind of hard to, you know, bring him off into a into a trunk. I mean, there's got to be some kind of a, a right. If it's a female, you know, 110, 120 pounds, still something. There's got to be a trace of some sort. I know. I've got the same stuff you do. When you get to the cryptids now, the cryptids will pick you up and take you away. Right. That's one. Um, Right through a portal, possibly even. Right. And the professionals, the professional people that deal in flesh, that that steal females, they know how to do it. They will track you and they will grab you when you don't see anything so that there is no no tussle, no, no, nothing left behind. Right. So good. And I mentioned Idaho because it goes straight up to Canada and that border is porous going from here into Canada. And is that why it is? Is that what it is with Idaho? It is. There are there are ways to get through, and that's the reason why we have individuals uh, coming from Canada into the United States and the United States into Canada. Because right. they know where to go. You cannot cover that whole border. It is gigantic. I know. I know. Uh, and I, I mentioned Idaho because one of my members two months ago was almost kidnapped from a certain area in Idaho. It's a walking running path. And she used to walk there on her lunch break. She got in touch with me and told me what happened. And she fortunately for her, she carries a 45. And she knows how to use it really well. And when this guy stopped his car, which was just off off the beaten path, but it was on a road, he stopped his car, she heard him stop it. She noticed it. He got out of his car was walking towards her. She told him to stop. Don't come any closer to me. Oh, I just want to talk to you. No. What do you want? Say it from there. Don't come any closer. He kept going. She pulled the gun out and he was looking down a barrel of a 45. Holy he ran. crap. He ran. Now, what I want to follow us up with is the reason she contacted me was because a month later, it was all over Facebook. It was all wow. over newspapers. A 29-year-old female was kidnapped from that area. She's missing. I'm going to say kidnapped, missing from that exact area where she was almost accosted. Right. 
that exact area. And I was able to send up two of my guys to go check the area, talk to the local police, add to the search and rescue. They found nothing, not one thing of this lady. She's oh gone. This human trafficking is horrible. And I wish people would push their political people to, you know, be more concerned about it. Because I'm going to tell you, I, I would have wanted to go out myself, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I commitments at the time that I could not break. For this, I, I would have broken anything if I could have, but I could not. I sent up two other fellows who were trackers and everything. They were in the area, nothing. It was a dead end. Got nothing from the local police, got nothing from the local forest people. Uh, search and rescue people were at a blank. See, we're at a blank. I'm saying these were the professionals that must have taken this girl. That's just crazy. It's just not nice. People have to be aware. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm even careful when I go grocery shopping or anything where I park. You know, if there's something, I always look. I don't know. I just, I think I have one of those minds to just, you know, very. I'm on the defense a lot. You know, I'm always, you know, I, I just, I'm always looking around to make sure that, that you know, there's not something parked next to me or guys around or something. Prepared, not paranoid. Prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very careful. I always keep mace with me and weapons. I just, I always have stuff, you know, and I'm always like prepared for something to jump out. I mean, you know, you can never know if you're totally prepared if it actually happens to you, but you, you sure as heck can try. Well, if you have a you pepper spray in your hand, if you have a, a blade in your hand or a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something that you can use, if it's in hand, you're, you're one up. Yeah. If you recognize something's happening. You're now two up and you're probably going to, you know, survive it. Yeah. Um, you know, people really need to be more aware out there. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm <laughs> 5'10", 200 pounds. I've been working out since I've been, God, three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, martial background, military stuff, everything. Soup to nuts. I'm not an easy mark. And I look all the time. I look into the back seat of my car. Yeah, me too my car to see if there's maybe a, a plastic bottle on it because that's that's marking you that's marking mm-hmm. you to uh that's one of the indications that you've been marked and they'll go, oh. they'll go after you so i don't care where i go i'm going to look all around before right. I get into my car and i'm not going to hit the clicker until i've passed my car and looked around and made sure nobody's going to be jumping out i know and what you mean out, well you know <laughs> good luck that's what i say good luck I know I'm funny even about pulling in my driveway sometimes like there's times, you know, I'll be driving and somebody's just kind of being a, a jerk and they're tailgating you or they're yeah. just kind of being kind of an a-hole and, and I won't pull in my driveway when I've got somebody like that behind me. I'll, I'll go around and go, I don't know, just really on the, you know, just careful about stuff. But. Anybody listening to you, if this happens, you go to a police department. Mm-hmm. And you get on Google Maps and, and you say, where's the local police department? Or you get on the phone and say, call the local police department. Yeah. And you yeah. tell them what's happening and you don't stop your car. And right. If you stop your car at a red light. Make sure you don't stop it up to the bumper of another car. You want to leave at least a car length between you and that car. Because if you have to make a an emergency turn because he's okay. got out of their car now they're right up on your bumper when you stop they got out of their car and they're coming after you okay 
you've got you've got a two thousand pound machine, maybe maybe bigger. You know, you use it because you got to you got to defend yourself. Right. You know. I never you, thought about the red light thing about not getting you know too close. That that's a good point. That that's something you never want to do is don't get too close because you need to be able to turn and don't okay. be about getting up onto a sidewalk if you can't go any other place. Or oh, uh, I would believe me, I would do whatever it took. You know, push comes to shove, use your rear bumper. Don't kill your motor. Slam into their car, you know, and make room. Make room so you can get right. Out. You know, they're not. You know, I know we're talking cryptids, but yeah, hey, hey. it doesn't age, matter what we talk about. You know, if it's something important, I'm game is, for it. In this day and age, they're not just oh, we want your money. No, if you're a female, they're going to do nasty things to you. Then mm -hmm. they're going to mutilate you. Then they're going to kill you. Right. Uh, you know, if you're a male, the same thing. They're not just they're not they're not just satisfied with getting your money. They right. want everything. So. Just be prepared to defend yourself. Be aware, people. Look up. Look yeah. around. Yeah. And somebody comes up to you to ask directions, especially your kids. Treat, teach your kids, people. Nobody should be coming up to a 12, 13-year-old girl or boy and asking him for directions. No. No, go up to an adult. No. You know, don't do that with a little kid. Teach nope. your kids. People come by they, and tell them why. Don't just tell them what, what to do. Tell them why. There's no reason for an adult to do that. You know, that's something that irks me. I, I was thinking about this a lot, actually, lately, especially, that why don't they teach martial arts in school for the kids? Like, instead of giving them gym class and all this crap, like, I mean, why don't they take time out to, to teach them how to defend themselves? Because, it, it's something that should be offered, Nick, don't you think? Yes and no. Because <laughs> martial arts, as taught, doesn't really work on the street. Okay. Doesn't really work on the street. Plus, you have to be committed and you have to be of the mind that this person wants my life. Or yeah. they, they want to damage me beyond, you know, your comprehension. You got to be mm -hmm. ready to defend yourself. Not everybody is. There, yeah. a lot of, everybody is a sheep. The That's true. People out there are sheep. I know. But yeah. is there something they could do in schools? Like, is, wouldn't there be some kind of self-defense course or something? That Don't you feel that they should be teaching uh, the kids something? The the catch six is that, uh, the catch 20 rather, is that, you know, they might use it on each other. I, I understand that. I, I mean, I know, but I mean, just. If I you, if I had you as as, a, as an adult and I'm, I said, Tracy, I'm going to show you. Uh, a few things that you can do mm -hmm. practice these until you got it down pat you promise me you're going to do it yes you are you're going to be able to defend yourself a 250 pound man comes over i can show you what you can do mm -hmm. and if he does this this is what you're going to do these are your reactions i'm not going to teach you a million reactions right these are the reactions you this is the reaction you start off with if that doesn't work you go to plan b you know, and there's, mm -hmm. there's certain ways to teach people defense. But if you're not willing to defend yourself. That's true. Look yeah. at Afghanistan. Not to bring that up, but I just, I cannot believe, you know, there's entire countries of people that aren't even willing to defend themselves. I, uh, I just don't, I, I can't even get over it. I can't get over it. It's amazing. 
and, you know, uh, the women and the, the oppression, uh, the oppression that the women allow. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'd rather die than, 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 than live like that. I mean, that's just so wrong. Yet, yet the men in these so-called countries that you're talking about, they could do whatever they want. They just, they're crazy. It, it's, it's, it's basically, they're just, they're rapists. They're, they're serial yeah. killers. They're just, I mean, they're just, it's just the most evil form of human being you could ever imagine that are just running rampant through the entire country and everything, everybody, like all the women, all the children are completely oppressed by it. And they're all just sitting there, just letting it happen. Well, look at, look at that area. Well, there was a movie on it, Black Hawk Down, the Somalia area. And what the United States used to do is we used to airdrop giant, giant packages of food. Who mm -hmm. got that food? The warlords. the warlords took the food. Kept right. the it never got to the people. It never got to the people. So why do you think we went there? We went there for humanity, for human aid. And that's why we got involved in there. And then we mm -hmm. saw that, hey, the government and the people don't want to help. They don't want to defend themselves. Plus, you see, these people, what they do is they starve these people so that they're, they're cowed. They're too weak to resist. Mm -hmm. That's their whole plan. They're just evil people. They don't care about the people. Just, they want slaves. They want to, you know, rape and steal from them and keep them weak. And, and in the name of a religion, you know, and that, that's what really gets you. It, it's like. They that's not God you're serving, sweetheart. That's something entirely different. To me, it's power and greed. Yeah. Power, you know, power and money are two big movers, prime movers out there, and it's horrible. The stuff I've seen is horrible, and it's just like these, these <laughs> they deserve it. I, I mean, know. I can't understand people being uh, sheep out there, you know, liberals saying, oh, well, we should. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns kill people. Yeah. I never seen a gun kill a person. No, I, I, if we take our, you know, that, that thing with allowing the government too much control over us and the power over us. I mean, and, and then you know, this is something to think about this, Nick. <laughs> think about the fact that the government does not tell people that cryptids exist. Yeah. <laughs> and now they want to take our guns away. <laughs> really? And then we're having more sightings on top of it. So what's the agenda there? And how the hell are we supposed to defend ourselves then? You, you, know, know? What's, you know, what's funny is history. They're trying mm -hmm. to rewrite history. Now, what happened in Germany, for those people that do know history, before Hitler took over, he started the campaign of taking away everybody's firearm. Right. He banned firearms, people. Let's yep. listen to this. This is true. This happened. Look it up. Right. That's what happened. He took over. He took over the country, yeah. and you were either with him or against him. Yep. So, you know, what is that called? What do you <laughs> want to do? You want to allow the government to take away your firearms? I don't they, think so. They're, you know, people are convinced that if, you know, the guns are gone, then there won't be any shootings, apparently. I mean, they're, they just don't understand that. You still have the government that could turn against you. You still have people that, like you said, the black market, the guns are still going to be out there. They're just going to be in the wrong hands. How do drugs get over here in the United States, all over every state? How do they mm -hmm. get here, even though mm -hmm. they're illegal? Well, how do you think guns get here, even though they're 
illegal. It's crazy. It it th th this whole mind frame is just. I mean, it, it, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. So stop making law-abiding citizens. Stop making them not be able to defend themselves. Right. That's it. Plain right. simple. I mean, you know, a well-armed. If a person wants to kill somebody, they're going to find a way to kill the person. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, for the most part. I, I, I know of, I know of many, many people that with a a kitchen knife mm -hmm. go into a mall and kill a hundred people yep. because they know how to do it before anybody knows anything went on. And what are they going to do? Ban kitchen knives then? That's what you I was know? Say. Are we going to ban kitchen knives? Oh, you know, with then pens, you know, anything sharp. I mean, what are you going to do to keep control, you know, trying to control everything that you cannot control? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But is there another agenda there, though, Nick? Is there something else that's going on that we don't, that we're not aware of? Then we're going to have rounded butter knives from now on. And um, okay, so we get rid of all the the kitchen knives. All right, so now that same those same people go into a mall and they kill people with a flathead screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, I got about a I got about a dozen uh, six, seven, and eight inch long headed screwdrivers mm -hmm. in my home. So man. Mm -hmm. there's no me because boy but you can kill somebody with that very you can kill, i mean my god you can kill somebody with so many things it just that but i'm just wondering you know like then what is the agenda you know what what is the reason if they know that the majority then of the people that would have guns would be the ones that were the criminals on the black market then what is their agenda you know what is it you you, you can't stop them then if that's what they do if they take away they ban guns in the United States, then the criminals will still have the guns. And uh, you go someplace, guy comes out with a gun, says, I'm going to shoot you. I want all your money. Oh, you mm -hmm. don't have any money? Bang. We're going to kill you anyway, because that's how it is. Right. So, I mean, forget it. The police can't be everywhere. You do call the police. They can't reach you in time. Right. Now, what are you going to do? You know, it's, it's just not... I don't know. I'm just, I'm so, like I said, I was saying about even people worship. Like I was, you know, I drive in the day, I was driving down the one street, going somewhere to get a slush because I love slushes. And, you know, I looked over and the, there, it's 95 degrees here today. And there's this band on the road that, you know, it's like this really small town. It's just this junky little town. And there's this band playing in this really weird location there. there it's a very bizarre location for a band to be playing. And, People are just standing there staring at them. You know, I'm just like, I'm looking at the scene going, what is wrong with people? Like, why would you come out in 95 degree weather to stand there on a hot pavement to listen to somebody play music and you're all just standing there staring at them? And I'm just like, oh, my God, like it just some of this stuff, you know, I, I don't understand it. Like the royal family, like that that type of and, and, and you know, this whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, you know, oh. people just sitting in the courtroom all day long listening to them. Oh, people love that. <laughs> but the worship that they do with with movie stars and royals and politicians and what is going on, like, I just don't understand it. I can't understand why they elevate another human being above themselves so much. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm sorry. But they I do it. It's off one leg at a time like I do, and 
put their socks and underwear on. So, Can't, but I mean, it's crazy though, Nick. Like they're so honored to yeah. be in the presence of another human being. You know, they put it, human like, beings in positions to rule over them. Yeah. What information can they give me? How can they help me live right? Better? You know, because I'll help you. Right. But, you know, what do you do? What will you do for us? Not We're much. supposed to be equal and we can learn from each other. Some people aren't, you know, they don't really have stuff together. They've got issues and stuff. But for the most part, you know, people, I mean, I, I, I just, I can't grasp that concept of having another human being elevate, elevated to the point where they can roll over me and actually, you know, do things to me, affect me in a way that could, that could kill me or harm my family or, you know, yeah. tell me I have to pay this or, I, you know, just the stuff that's going on. It's also out of whack to me. It just seems so unnatural to me. Oh, it truly is. It really is. But anyway, not to get all political. I just, you know, I, I just can't. I, I don't know. I just, the older I get, the more I'm just looking around going, I look up and I'm like, Lord, this just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. You know, none of this makes any sense to me. It is a really wacky world. It's a very, you know, this realm that we live in is, it's a very wacky and, and it just doesn't, nothing adds up. There's, there's just, you know, and then you add in all this other supernatural stuff that's going on. Like we're living in this, this fantasy world, you know, that exactly. I yeah. mean, we don't even know where we're living or what we're living in or what's going on really. You know, we just, it's like assimilation or something like it. You know, somebody said that to me the one day they said, well, we're living in a simulation. I said, well, yeah, we, we can very well, if you want to break it down, it, anything could be considered that, you know, God's simulation or, you know, whatever, you know, but I mean, if you want to put it in those terms, I mean, you know, yeah, it could technically be considered that, but. And, and depending on who's in power, they want to protect us from this, that, or some other thing. Really? How about giving us the information to protect ourselves? You mean as they're raising gas prices to $5 and, and packs of bacon to $15 an hour or 15 bucks a pack. And, you know, prices are so high that people can't even feed themselves or travel anymore. Is that the kind of care that they're showing people? I know. You I, know? Have, I have to tell you, I tried to work to write to the White House. I looked it yeah. up on the Internet the other day and they said on the WhiteHouse.gov site, Right. I went to the right site, because if you go to WhiteHouse.com, you might get a porn site. Mm -hmm. so I went to WhiteHouse.com and I got the right address. I wrote a letter to the uh, current president. Mm -hmm. I told him my situation. I told him the present situation and guess. I says, can you please do something about it? Yeah. Everybody writes something. They got to listen, even if he doesn't read it. Mm -hmm. so listen. You know what? It came back to me as a mailer demon. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. That means that that site no longer exists. Right. This 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 present president and his uh, people decided, well, we're not we don't want any more emails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that really makes me feel good. They just they don't care about the voices of the people. They care about their you know, their plans and their agendas. And I mean, for, I mean, let's, let's really be honest about this though. Are they even human? You know, I mean, what's really running the show down here? If we've got aliens and cryptids running around and if we've got, you know, reptilians and there's mermaid sightings, and then there's the potential that this could be, 
you know, connected to the, the biblical stuff. And then that means Lucifer is running the show. I mean, some of these people that are in power, are they even human beings? Because that would be really the only, only real justification of why they really just don't give a shit about people. That's you know, that's the truth. When somebody, but it's just, when somebody does get in and they give a damn about what we are and how we're living, <laughs> and then they want to get that person out, well, gee, you know? Yeah, and the passion behind that, but the passion behind wanting to get that person out and the hatred mm. that it created, you know, and it creates for, you know, whoever's in that that's, it's something to really kind of wonder about, you know? I mean, you know, I, I'm all for people coming into this country legally and following the rules. Exactly. You can't just walk into Russia or China. You can't do it Korea. anywhere. You can't just walk in. You can't walk anywhere. Nope. Here you can. But by letting people just pour over the border, there are terrorists, mm -hmm. Muslim countries out there coming over the border with the, with those people. And they're here to become sleeper cells and to do damage, real damage to us. Exactly. Damage. And they are patient. But you also have people coming over the border and new, the old diseases are coming back. Polio I know. Coming back. Do you see the monkey? Um, what was it called? The monkey pox? Yeah, I don't, there, I don't, I don't know where that was, though. I'm not sure if that was this country. That wasn't in this country. It was somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's a real thing, but wow. Come on. First they're just but they're, they're the, the my concern with the with the um with the borders was it was mainly for me it was the it was the it was ISIS it was you know the the, yes. the Muslim countries that are the terrorist Muslims and then the um uh the child you know the child traffickers and human trafficking those are my my I mean it's all important but you know it 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 just those are the two that I mean, you're talking, you know, that that ISIS stuff is is just um, they're like a, a virus. I mean, they they multiply and and just kind of take over areas like a swarm. You know, it 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 just that that's scary to me. It's that's really scary. it's been going on since the Crusades and before then. I know. Now now they're taking over Europe, so it's like oh. <laughs> well, look at I've heard. I don't know if you know much about it i don't know a lot about it yet but um i think there's parts of wisconsin and michigan is that michigan, true wisconsin, minnesota? minnesota all three of them yeah yeah it, they're, that they've got blocks and stuff shut down for you know this this belief system that they have that i just i don't know i just can't oh my god it, it's just wow wrap your head around but i mean I it's mean, just so the, much. The mayor is in Michigan of, of a couple of those. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Tracy, they're playing the long game. They're patient and they're they're going to get themselves embedded. And yeah, they are. You know, You're darn right. They're patient. They are patient. It'll happen. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't know, you know, where this is all headed to. Like I said, I, I feel it's biblical, but that's my belief system. You know, I, I, I feel this is something that, that it's, that's what it's going to come to. I really do. I really do. And I think there's a very strong possibility that these cryptids that we're seeing are connected to it. You know, I don't, I don't know how, or, 
in what way or what the purpose. And I'm not even saying they're all bad. You know, maybe they all free choice, free will. So they can choose whether they decide to be good or bad. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know all the answers to it. But I, I just feel that there's a connection there to something that's a lot bigger than we have any idea. Well, as in anything in everyday life, we got to be prepared. Yeah, I just wish we knew what they were capable of. Like, I wish we knew more about them. You know, that, what they're... people have to get their heads out of that little hole in the ground and, you know, or get their heads out of their cell phones. And their look cell phones. And, and look and see what's happening and be aware and know that things are happening and maybe have a plan. Mm -hmm. Sort of a plan. Having a plan is better than not having anything at all. Yeah, at least try. You know, going to go out fighting at least. <laughs> God's sakes, at least go out fighting. I mean, if you're going to go down anyway, might as well go out fighting. <laughs> exactly. Enough people do that, you're able to survive. Or yeah. Is able to survive, but things are just they're just not going in the right direction. Have you ever had any paranormal experiences? I used to investigate paranormal. Did you? And the stuff. Yeah, that's how I started out when I was much younger. When I was in high school, uh, started when I was 14. My mother told me about two experiences she had. She saw a lady that had passed away. Yeah. He appeared to her uh, when she was younger uh, on two different occasions. And my mother told me about it. It got me interested. So when I was like 12, 13, 14-ish, I picked up books by Hans Holzer, the ghost mm -hmm. The original guy out there i mean he, he and, and i used to pick up these magazines that they had in the stores and uh you know i would read as much as i could i'd go to the libraries and read about stuff like that and i formed a little group of like nine friends of mine and we used to investigate things like haunted cemeteries that they yeah. said could not cross at midnight okay i crossed the cemetery by myself at midnight with no light just walked across and nothing happened to me i don't, I think that was a very safe place because dead people aren't going to attack you yeah and um any, anyway we used to do like paranormal stuff and uh, a couple of the people bought those electronic uh spirit boxes yeah um, we uh, we used to check out cold spots in old abandoned houses or or funny places like uh, that were suspected to be haunted, uh, old factories and the like. And <laughs> after doing that for a good, oh my gosh, about six, seven years, I just, I never found anything. I was able to disprove the cold spots. Were you really? Because I found, I found the holes in the ceiling. And this, this oh, one, no. there was a closet that had a cold spot and it went up 10 feet, the, uh, the interior of the closet. Mm -hmm. There was a hole in the side, and then we went upstairs oh, and got the hole in the ceiling. Yeah. Said, okay. Well, this is where the wind's coming from. You yeah. Know, really, never was able to satisfactorily, you know, get a spirit to talk to us or you know prove anything. I'm, I'm all about proving or disproving. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you like the more scientific part of it. That, that's that's my mantra: to prove or disprove. And yeah. Uh, over the years, I've I found you know certain cryptids like the Jersey Devil is actually a horse bat. I, I, it's I, a what? It's a horse bat. You can look it up on the internet. Are you just, are serious? Yeah, I mean, it looks just like what the description. Nobody's have a picture of the, of the Jersey Devil, but they have a description. 
Oh, no. looks like the head of a horse with bat wings and skinny legs and mm -hmm. you know, mealy little feet. And this one gentleman that we came across, I mean, I had been here for six years, the Pine Barrens. And he showed me a dead body of a horse bat. And this thing was about, oh, God, 42, maybe 43 inches long. Holy goodness. Three and a half feet. Uh, there, ah. there, there have been reports of them being up to four feet. Uh, and it looks just like what the Jersey Devil is noted to be. Okay. Well, that's uh, interesting. Like I said, prove or disprove. If I'm, I, I either prove it's real or prove it's not yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been... I live in Jersey. It's, it's easy to get to the Pine Barrens from where I live. Right. It takes me right down there. And I've been down there investigating it for over six years. And That's amazing. One day we were out there, we were out there with a team, and he asked, what are you guys doing out here? And we told him what we were doing, what we were looking for. He goes, ah, oh, come, come on, I'll tell you, I want to show you something that looks just like that. And then... <laughs> Then he's trying to pick our brains, asking us if there was a circus that might buy it from him. Oh, my God. I think he was looking to get 100000 for it or something, you know? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that's great. Maybe if you pass it off as the real Jersey Devil, you could. Yeah, well, it, it's a possibility that this is what people have seen all these years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Animal. Yeah. Uh, these these Black Panther sightings in, in the UK. Uh, I mean... People have been known to have pets. And when the pet got too big, well, maybe they released them. You know, yeah. people are funny. In, in New Jersey, uh, there was this lady they called the Tiger Lady. They found out that she had something like 20 tigers on her property. It was all fenced with different layers of fence. You know, and, I mean, and then, okay. then her, husband went, her husband went missing. So oh. it was like. So they probably ate him. It's possible that she got pissed at him and said, "Yeah, know, she could have fed him to them, you know, fed him to the tigers." Tiger, go get him, you know, bite, you know, and that's the end of them because tigers are known to eat. She yeah, starved them, and, and that was all they had to eat, and maybe they ate them. Well, then, what's your theory on like ETs or aliens? Then, do you have any kind of feeling for that? We have a lot of reports, you know, in the sky. The government has released paperwork. I actually got a hold of some of the paperwork but tracy it was so redacted that i couldn't get anything from it mm -hmm. redacted the paperwork i mean i'm glad i didn't buy any more than i bought mm -hmm. the information is free but the paper and the ink is not so you got to pay for it and the mailing yeah. costs. and i did not want the uh three million pages because i don't have that kind of money but what right. i did i was certain times and dates and I'm going to tell you, they redacted it so heavily that it didn't give me anything. So, I mean, as far as ET, it's a possibility. I mean, after all, look, look at the pyramids, both in South America, you know, the Incas and the Mayans, mm -hmm. and Egypt. How the heck did they do that? Right. Blocks I mean, are 8,000 pounds. Oh, I know it doesn't. It, it's just no way. There's just no way. No, I mean, There's no way human beings could have built that like that. There's just no way they could have. But maybe they Some, came. Maybe they came, decided that we weren't worth it, and they left. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they're still checking us out, and maybe they're still thinking we're not worth it, so they're not here. Who knows? Only time will tell, or maybe the government will come out with it finally. Right. But so far, we're not having such a good time of it. 
I sure hope when we pass through this world that we actually eventually do get answers. Like if we do, our spirits move on to somewhere else that we actually are like, oh, so that's what it was. Or that, you know, I mean, it would be really nice if this well, didn't continue, this secrecy on into the next world. But who knows? You know, Houdini said well, before he, he died, uh, he didn't know he was going to die, but yeah, you know he was going to have a ruptured appendix when he was under the water. I believe that. I know. But what he did say, and this is quoted in the newspapers and quoted from people's mouths that he spoke to and who was really, he says, when I go and I leave this world, if it's possible, I will come back and let you know. Wow. So far, he hasn't come back and let us know because right. it used to debunk, you know, people that, that said that they were magicians or magical people and stuff. He debunked yeah. these people. So. Well, there I've watched like you know the people like the some of the hypnotism stuff is is fascinating to me a bit too, where the people actually speak different language. Like they'll come out and they'll regress back into like say they were an Egyptian and they'll start speaking Egyptian fluently and stuff. I mean that stuff's pretty wild. Well, I you was know? in North Carolina many 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 years ago, and a friend of mine got me to go to his Baptist church, and they were speaking in in languages and tongue they mm -hmm. call them. and it was from what i understand from my my background in school uh from high school and also grammar school they made us learn latin and yeah. i understood a lot of the words that were coming out and some of the latin that they were saying was older latin that, that i couldn't understand but wow words i was able to understand these people went into a trance and they started speaking tongue isn't that it's so isn't that nuts nick it just it's it's I couldn't explain it <laughs> you just there's so much that is is unexplainable and then there's stuff you know like you said the the mothman thing could very easily be explained and then you know but then you've got this other stuff that goes on that it's just like okay this doesn't make sense i did explain that one by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> the mothman i say it was a sandhill crane yeah if you yeah. look at the sandhill crane they can be six feet tall they could have a wide wingspan if you look at them physically, if you go to a zoo and you look at them, there is about, oh God, five inches from the top of their eye socket to the bottom, mm -hmm. all the way oval, and it's red, it's red skin. And being an animal, they have that liquid in their systems that gives them eye shine. So if there's any moon moonlight coming, or maybe you hit them with a flashlight or a, a headlight or something, their eyes are going to glow. Plus that red around their eyes is going to make them look like a big, you know, a big red eyes. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in West Virginia, I saw them and there's a migratory pattern that goes from just below West Virginia. Wow. Straight up like a, like a ley line straight up into uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a migratory pattern for them. So why are they seen in Chicago and down here? Now I oh, went to Chicago. Okay when there was some reports of Mothman flying around this church. So I went to the church and I stalked it for three days. You know, Did you really? Yeah, and I found out what it was. They said that they saw a creature that resembled Mothman, quote, if we had a video here, you'd see me going, quote. Mm -hmm. and what I found out was these were bats, bats that were living in... Wow the the top of this church the bell no longer rung up there so it didn't ring their bells you know and aggravate them 
And what they would do is at nighttime, they would come out, but they stay together. They fly in formation. And if uh, you ever that's flying in formation, it looks like a large, large singular creature. Okay, now you're taking the fun out of some of this stuff. You do know I, that, right? I know. I've, I've received nasty notes from people, and I don't mean <laughs> 10 or 20. You're I, supposed to be encouraging all the cryptid belief here, Nick. <laughs> what did I tell you my mantra was to... to no, I, I want you to. Well, at least, I mean, at least you've seen Dogman and and Bigfoot, so that helps a little bit. I haven't seen Bigfoot, but I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've heard, yeah. about, and I've seen the destruction they can do and what they they can do. Yeah, I've had a log thrown at me and some other guys that were out there when we were investigating. So yeah, yeah, that that's that's a real thing. But so far, I've been able to prove to myself, to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mothman and Chubacabra. Oh, that's cool. That's so, cool, though. I've never really been into them that much. My my interest is really the Bigfoot and the Dogmen, and I have to be quite honest. I'm very curious to know because I've heard reports that people have seen vampires and uh, like real vampires, like they yeah, weren't. Uh, that's another thing out there to, is the vampire stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't that's know. The haven't uh haven't been able to go to Romania or Transylvania to actually mm -hmm. check it out but you know in the in the old days they used to bury them uh below six feet and they would put a uh iron uh cage above them so that they couldn't get out wow so, I mean you know they they would do the whole stake thing and everything I yeah. mean and I do all the cryptids I do lore um uh you know, it's like they actually did put wooden stakes from a certain tree, you know, right through the heart so that this person couldn't come back alive. You know, no, I should have had you on this show and I'm going to have to have you back on at different points here because I have a feeling you're one of those people you need to almost take one subject and stick to that and cover that in its entirety because it seems like you have a lot of knowledge with this stuff. Well, I do a ton of reading, and I've been doing this for over 23 years. Uh, yeah. Zoology, yeah. lore, and, and stuff like that, and Native American stuff, like like with the Thunderbirds with Native American. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the Thunderbird. Yeah. And um, also, since you mentioned vampires, gargoyles. Yeah. Stuff like that. I did a show with the author and 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 14 and researcher, E.A. Roberts. And um, I did a show with him, and we had uh, Josh Turner on, because Josh had a lot of stories about gargoyles. So mm -hmm. what we did was Josh did the stories of people talking to him about it. I did the background and the history on gargoyles. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, it, it's, it's even here in the United States. Uh, they have hotels with with the heads of the gargoyles on yeah. the uh, on the towers and, and in in the corners and everything. You know, the reason they put these gargoyle statues is as rain runoffs. Because in the old days, if the rain would run straight down the building, it might destroy the mortar that kept the bricks together. So okay. what they did was they put them in the corners as rain runoffs so that they would go straight down and down to the ground. Mm -hmm. The water would catch on the roof and it would go to the gargoyles and it would come out their mouths. You know, also the gargoyle statues were used to protect churches. Yeah, I know they were. They're actually the good guys, but yeah, 
want to meet up with a gargoyle in real life because there's stone statues about, you know, 2,000 pounds and, you know, eight feet tall. And they're kind of hard to, to, to hurt. You're right. You, so yeah. you want to stay away from them. Unless what about the Thunderbirds, though, Nick? Do you believe in, have you heard of anybody having real sightings? With I mean, I've actually saw, I was actually watching something about Alaska where there were some witnesses that have seen, that they claim to see, have seen something that thought was the Thunderbird. In Texas, in the great Southwest, yes. Um, there, there's actually old black and white pictures of uh, a bunch wow. of guys with a Thunderbird near a barn. So it gives you the idea of the size of this bird. Mm -hmm. Americans, by the way, and there's all different tribes, they are not afraid of Thunderbirds. They feel that the Thunderbirds are their protectors from the evil spirits. And okay. thunder is comes from their wings flapping. Yeah. Right? And the, the lightning comes from their cries. And they feel that when there is a Thunderbird that they are safe. You know, so they don't feel like, like they're being... Uh, you know, being harassed by Thunderbirds, they are happy to have them around. Do you think it's a portal traveler or is something that is constantly on the earth that we just, it, it, I mean, it's, you don't see it very often. There's not too many sightings with it. You know, in all honesty, where these things have been sighted in most recent times, and I'm saying the 1900s, it's kind of hard for me to, I mean, I take things apart and I analyze it. It's kind of hard for me to understand that this thing, if it's a Thunderbird and it's got a wingspan of about 30 feet, yeah, has a body that's about 20 feet, maybe a little bit bigger, it's got to eat. All right. right. And where they are reported to be sighted, uh, there's not a lot of food in that area. You know, so I mean, like they got to get what they can take. So how are they lasting? They have right. to be able to drink water. They have to be able to eat things. Uh, do you think they? I mean, do you think it's a it it's a physical, it's a physical bird, or do you think it could be spiritual? This thing could be from the paranormal. It could quite quite possibly be from the paranormal, because when people come out and say, "Oh, we I saw a, a pterodactyl," mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, for it to have lasted all those, you know. <laughs> All those well, look at now. What about have you ever gone into any of the recordings of Admiral Byrd or his writings? Yes. Okay. And I mean, I mean, it's it's phenomenal what he says. But mm -hmm. when I take apart things like like the Yeti, for instance, Yeti are, are not seen uh, down off the Himalayas; they're seen up high, and mm -hmm. it's cold up there that. You don't have deer or goats running around where the Yeti was sighted. So what is the Yeti going to eat? There's but the, that's portals, that though. That could be where the portals come in. That, that could be very well the answer. That could be very well the answer. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, you have a lot of people up there that report it. They've had a lot of people going up there searching for the Yeti. Yeah. I mean, back in the, in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, oh, God, that was a big thing. You got the money yeah. from the company to go up there and go search for one? Wow. You know, it was something. Not only the portals, and they also, I mean, it said they have cloaking abilities as well. So then that would be, uh, exactly. I mean, there could be one standing right next to you, possibly, if, you know. They, and, they're, they're like opaque. You know, they, they turn. Uh, yeah, like, like the Predator versus Alien movie. Exactly. They, they, they yep. go opaque or they go, 
opaque to the point where they can blend in with what's next to them and you can't see them. You know, that, that's a scary thought. I mean, you know, here I am out in the uh, forest area in, in, God, in Georgia, and, and next to me is standing a, a, a 10-foot Sasquatch, and I don't even know it. I was talking to the one researcher I did. I did an interview with Darren Smith. He said that, you know, he goes out by himself all the time. And I'm like, Darren, I'm like, do you want, because he thinks they're, you know, they're physical creatures that there's really no, he, I mean, he, he's, he's in that, he's at that point where he's like, you know, he kind of knows deep down that there's something else going on, but he doesn't really want to admit it because he wants to enjoy going out and looking for them and trying to research what he wants to believe is just a physical creature that is, you know, like another, you know, mountain gorilla or whatever. And we talked and, you know, we were talking about, you know, like the connection possibly to the Bible and, you know, the stuff that, you know, demons, like demonic connection, like all this stuff. And he said, my God, he was like, imagine I'm out in the woods all by myself and I'm, I'm actually around a creature that's actually like from like hell or something. Yeah. You know? I was like, well, I mean, you got to understand, you got to keep an open mind about this stuff <laughs> because it is a possibility. I'm not saying that's, you know, that's what it is exactly. Cause I don't know. I would sound like a fool to say that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the, uh, the people that we did investigate and I spoke to them personally when we brought a team up there, um, <laughs> they actually, the dog man was running next to this one gentleman's car his wife yeah. in the passenger seat and actually took a swipe at the car as he accelerated to get out of there. His wife pulled <laughs> over to him and said, uh, there is something running next to the car and it's not a bear. <laughs> 35 miles an hour at the, t at the time. She says it's running on two feet. He, said, he looked over when he saw it, a wolf-like creature that was taller than his car. He hit it, and he got up to 50 miles an hour real quick. This, yeah. At that point, the thing claw marked the side of his car. You're kidding me. I am not joking. That is absolutely what they told me. And oh they Now, they run a body shop on a dead-end street. That's as much as I'll give out. Yeah. Well, they wanted me to give out, and they said, that's it. Oh, my God. They did take now, is this, the one, this is the one that you just you were talking about in the Poconos, right? Yes. Above okay, good. Above. I'm so glad you touched on this because I was going to say before I let you go, I, I wanted you to tell me more about the details about this sighting because you didn't really, we didn't get into that initially and I wanted to hear about that. So I'm really glad you said that. You told yeah. us what happened there. And, and, and then that, that was it. They haven't seen anything since then? No. <laughs> Thank they God. kept in touch with me on a, on a weekly basis and the, the answer is no. However, the two other individuals and the one other couple, uh, they do not know each other, but it was in the general area. There's a T, T intersection that they all came to. Mm -hmm. It was around that general area. They were driving there for some reason, you know, and that's what happened. Yeah. The other, the, one of the individuals saw it going right across the roadway. Yeah. It, identified a bipedal a dog-like face black uh hair yeah i was gonna ask you the color on two legs walking across the roadway what color were the eyes did they say 
You know, only the only the people in the car that had the slashing, and they said amber. Okay, I just I was curious because I, I I've wondered why there are some that are red and some that are amber and others that are blue. I mean, there's different just different colors yeah. to the eyes. My, my encounter it was amber. I did notice. Okay, that. what about the tail? Was there a tail with the one they saw? I didn't notice. I did not notice the tail. I'll be okay. honest. At the time, I was, I had the pepper spray in one hand. I had a 10 millimeter Glock in the other. I stepped out of my car. I thought it was <laughs> because it was near a bicycle that was chained up to a stop sign. That's the reason why I stopped. Okay. I, I lit it up. I had a half a million candle power of lights on my Jeep Wrangler. And I lit this thing up and it ignored me. It ignored me. And I thought it was a human because there was a bicycle chained up to the wow. stop sign where it was eating something. That's the why I was there. Otherwise, I, I probably would not have stopped. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to help another human out, but it was a deer. I could see that. Uh. It ignored me. It never turned its head towards me. And when it finally walked, it walked away. And it walked over branches and pieces of wood and through leaves. So I heard sound, and like I said before, I will reiterate, I also saw a orb in the sky. Yeah. Uh, I don't maybe they come maybe they enjoy eating or you know, maybe they like the experience of the physical realm and they drop in here and you know, I mean I'm sure they're sent here to watch and do stuff like that, you know, as well. But I just you have to wonder, you know, I mean, although if they're in the physical realm, they would have to eat, but you just kind of wonder if they enjoy it like that, that, you know, experience of it. So yeah. it, it's interesting, but I just, I want, now what about the people in the Poconos? Did the, did the dog man have a tail there or no? Nobody said anything about a tail. Okay. I can't, I can't really give information on that. Uh, like I said, the one couple in the car that the car got scratched, Amber eyes, Amber yeah. eyes it crossed the road. Uh, I would say they had an encounter because it actually touched their vehicle. The other people, I would say it was more of a sighting because when they were coming down this certain road, they saw it crossing the road. And the other couple not only saw it crossing the road, but a, they said it stopped and looked looked back, you know, at them. Because yeah. the, the husband on the second couple, he stopped. He stopped the car and... Uh, it was out there. Yeah. Okay. And, and the wife is screaming like, let's go. Oh, I bet I would be too. I'd be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get out of here. He told me right in front of him, like, and he, he admitted to it. Uh, she told him, what are you waiting for? What are you exactly going mm -hmm. to do? You know, let's get out mm -hmm. of here. You know, it, it's like something that gigantic. You're like, uh, yeah, you're. It's it, like, why would you even like, like? We can talk about this at the house. We don't have to talk about it right here. You know, like, let's just go. We've seen it now. Let's go. Exactly. You know, but I, I, I heavily encourage people to go to the zoos and look yeah. at animals to see how big they really are. If nobody's ever seen a real rhinoceros, well, the Philadelphia Zoo's got a giant one, and you know what? They keep him in a pit because uh, he's just too big to, you know. <laughs> To have bars just keep him right. away, you know. So he's generally running around in a pit. Just look at the size of this animal. Look at the yeah, size I know. Of the bears. Um, look at the. They had. They used to have a tiger in a Philadelphia Zoo. 
he was um, close to 900 pounds. He was a big boy. I'm going to tell you, he was huge. And if you want to experience infrasound, get close enough to where he thinks you're invading his space in a zoo. And when the roar they let out will give you a, a terrifying feeling because it goes right through your chest. That's wow. that's that's part of infrasound. Yeah. There's two types of infrasound. The one you can hear, the one you can't. Yeah. You can yeah. Feel, and the one you can't. And if you want to experience it from a regular animal, there you go. Yeah. I got to ask. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. As far as a human being, I, I, I'd like to tell the story. Um, uh, a few weeks back, I'm at the ShopRite supermarket shopping, and there was a man there, 400 pounds, seven foot two. All right. He was in, in his early 40s. Uh, obviously, he was just a, a big man. I stood next to him and I started chatting him up and talking to him. And I, I got it down to where I asked him how, how much he weighed. And he goes, well, I'm 7'2", and I, I weigh just a little over 400 pounds. I'm 5'10". I'm looking up at this man. He is scary big. God, that's amazing. You go out there and you find a Sasquatch or it finds you. You find a dog man or it finds yeah. you. I love to say this to people. Tell me now. What is your game plan? Yeah. <laughs> have you me? Thought, I would start praying. Have you thought about it? Maybe it's one of those Sasquatches that wants you as its mate. Yep. Well, if they're that big, ten feet, and they want to mate with you, yep. you're gonna die. Yep. Because I was gonna awesome. ask you that too. It, you, you, I swear to God, you're reading my mind tonight. Every time I go to ask you something, you cover it like within a minute later. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Do well, that it's now. weird, um, but yeah. So, um, do you think women attract them? I think they attract them more than males. They would. Okay. But I don't think they interact as much as people would like to. You know, some of these so-called experts would like to tell you. Well, what about like if you go on a hunt? Like, do you do you ever go out in the field with with females? Do they go with you? I go out with other researchers, but you gotta remember, there's seven of us there. We're okay. in a diamond, we're in a diamond formation, and in the middle of that diamond are the the people that are not armed. Okay. But I, I make wondered because I I've heard of, I heard of cases where, you know, um, stories of like there was one in particular a girl was raped and left for she she died. She would have to die because something that big can't have a private part that's right. In yeah, she was dead. She and her, her boyfriend were parking in a car and they they were both found dead and they, you know, the evidence pointed to a Sasquatch. So it was just it was just something that I just wanted to know if you thought yeah, like not something I even want to talk about because I, I don't like that. I just I am just not, yeah. oh, it's not that's something okay. I'm fond of. Yeah, I just I didn't know if it was safe for me to go out. I just I wanted to kind of know for my own personal, like if there's something I should do, or you know, if I was out and um, you know, with other women and or you know, another partner, yeah, something that was a female. Forest? You what? You mean searching in the forest area for? Yeah, like you're in the forest and you're a fe like. Do you feel like you know if you're a female, is it is it more of a like would that attract them more? Like should you take like males with you? I mean, you know what? I don't know. I just was kind of curious about it. What you thought about it? Hormones are gonna are gonna be out there. They're gonna smell you. Yeah. Uh, if you are still one, you know that 
I, I, I don't know how to say this without. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah time of the uh you're gonna attract them more yes i would never go out then that's something i don't think any woman should ever do no and, yeah. and listen, if you're going out there please take my my advice double double bear sprays and everybody yeah. to take the safety off keep one in your hand at all times make sure you're all you you leave people looking around if you yeah. break don't all look at each other make sure <laughs> You say this like this is something you've experienced. <laughs> yes, yes. You don't ever, ever go out and leave yourself where everybody's just chatting. Yeah. Oh, please, everybody's looking at each other and nobody's watching. You're six. Yeah. Nobody's okay. anything that's not a good thing. What happens if it's not a cryptid and it's a mountain lion or a bear? Yeah. And you don't notice it till it's too late and it rips Mary Jane apart and she's only three feet away from you. Oh, God. You know, what are you going to do? You want to go home. Yeah. Have, you know, you go out with, five, I would say a minimum of three people, but you're safer with seven. Mm-hmm. You know, and if not, at least five. Yeah. And make sure that you leave three guards, you know, and you're in the Watching, middle. yeah. Yeah. You're a break and you're eating and you're taking your shoes off, you know, and make sure you have decent boots because, Spiders can be out there to bite you. Snakes yeah. can be out there to bite you. Um, we had sent a team up to Arkansas, and they came out of the brush because they heard a lady screaming, and she had just gotten bit by a large spider. Oh, my God. Spider's not going to kill you, but it's going to get you awfully sick. Well, if somebody's allergic, it could. You know, there are you know people forget about that that people you know there's allergies and stuff out there that can kill people you have to do first aid to them right away and get them to mm -hmm. a hospital now if it's a poisonous snake you need to get the, you need to keep that person still which they're mm -hmm. not going to do and you got to keep the limbs still that got bit and you got to get them to the hospital mm -hmm. You know, for anti-venom. Otherwise, I think I'll just I'll go out in the field with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna come to New Jersey and go out with you. You seem like you're sensible enough there, Nick. Well, I've been out there a long, 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 long time. And, yeah. You know, with yeah. the look for, and it's just it's just second nature. And I just I want to look around here in our woods, you know, and see what's going on. If there's any kind of signs up here, because we have such a wooded area, and you know, I've heard that Pennsylvania is pretty active, and I just thought I would kind of you know putter around a little bit and see but you know remember while you're looking down on the ground you should have other people looking around in protection yeah of, of the team so three people would be great you're looking down the other two people are looking left right up and behind you mm -hmm. somebody has to be covering your six because bears are notorious for coming up behind people they they're very smart so I don't want people to, to think that bears are dumb. They yeah. are smart. They can open up car doors. They can get into your house if they slay. Your your front door is not proof against a bear. You I know. Have, you have to proof that door against a bear. Otherwise, it will come in. That's so, amazing. I mean, it's just not a nice thing to have happen when a bear comes into your house. And if you're not home, oh, my God. He is going to go. He is just mm -hmm. going to your house he's going to be looking for food i and know i know they do maybe maybe go potty in your house and stuff like that too and that's not fun 
<laughs> they do get a bad rap, though. They get, I think, a lot of the activity with the Bigfoot and the Dogman. The bear seems to get the rap for all of it. So we don't oh, really even know what the statistics one of really are. Yeah. The government wants to blame it on the bears. It's always the bears. Every It's always the bears. So and they're, I love bears. I think they're pretty cool. When I was a kid, we used to go up to a, a club. It was like a lodge, and, and we would see the bears come in at night, and they would eat. And then they'd come in after the deer did. It was just really cool watching them. Yeah. So, well, I should let you go. I know oh, yeah. that we've been on here for a while, and I'm sure you need to get some rest. Okay. <laughs> we'll do this again, though. We get, and you pick the subject, and we'll stick to it. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm going to bug you because I, I, I've got so many questions yet for you. We just don't have enough time to do all this. But I, you know, I'm just so it was really cool talking to you. And you're it's I just, you know, you're just one of those people that are just really fun to talk to. Oh, thank so, you. Very smooth uh, host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll send you. I'll, I'll, I'll be asking you some stuff. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but I will want to post how they can get to this on, on my site or send it to me and I'll. I'll yeah, I can put it in my link. It send me. Can you send me a link to it or a post or or whatever you'd want me to put? I can put it in my link. Well, send it. Uh, well, North American Dogman Project Region Three or my Quad Coalition of Sciences. Okay. Um, put it there, or you could send it on to me. You can put it there yourself as a post, okay. or you can also send it to me and do this also. Um, yeah. My Facebook message. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, I'll just I'll I'll message you and and we'll go from there. I'll do it probably tomorrow because um, I'm probably gonna work on this for a little bit and then you know just kind of watch some more dog bed stuff tonight, of course, and then I'll probably you know message you a couple times tomorrow and see where yeah. you wanna just, just do this keep stuff. Touching. I want you to stay safe while you're out there and please. Don't I will. Go. I promise. I, I yeah. I will. I just you know I just I'll I'll ask you if I have any more questions or anything, yeah. but I definitely want to have you on again. So much more to cover when people go out there, like like buying a GPS unit in case yeah. you get lost and you need to be found, or yep. maybe we'll throw a portal and maybe we can find you. You never know, Jeez. you know, like what to take, like yeah. kits and the real kind, not the just boo boo kits, you know, with tourniquets yeah. and things like that. I mean, there's a lot to go into that if you want to cover sometime, definitely call. I would love to. Yes, I, you yeah. know that is. Question I did have was the equipment, like the like certain types of it and stuff. I'd like to know because a lot of people talk about equipment, but they never tell you really what kind to get, or you know, because they're afraid to mention brand names and stuff. And I'm like, you know, we kind of need to know this stuff, like what what's junk and what isn't. Oh yeah. So yeah, that would be cool. Okay, sounds like a plan. Alrighty. All, All right, Nick. You have a good night. Take care. I will. You too. Take care. Bye bye. bye. And that's the show for tonight, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed it. I have some more great guests lined up for the next episodes coming along. And some new encounter stories to tell you. Everyone stay safe out there and be vigilant, please. Love to you all. Say your prayers. God bless you all. And I will be back talking to you soon. Take care.